Oh, hi. Hi there. Welcome to A Peek Beneath the Veil, the podcast edition. Could I quickly ask that you consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch? You can also do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. Easy to boo. Easy. You can also follow us on social media at tabletopnotch for updates, announcements, and footage of me talking to every creature in all of Antisuyu. Anyways, I've said all I needed to say. Don't want to take up more of your time. So, let us begin this week's episode of A Peak Beneath the Veil. Season 2, Chapter 25, mm. Down to the Last Strike. Mm -hmm. We bought ourselves a bit of breathing room by dragging the fight back toward the entrance, an area very importantly that lacked dead ends for us to get cornered into. Safira crouched by the door that we believe led to the fourth ethereal tear, exhibited patience while Orba and Graven drew the attention of the Cold Light Walker, hoping to sneak inside without being noticed. As it turned out, the sound of the door opening wasn't the biggest obstacle to our stealthy maneuvering, for just past the threshold, a rusty hunting trap had been anchored to the floor, and in her haste, Saphira detected it just a moment too late. Feeling the cold jaws snap around her ankle, she couldn't fully suppress a muffled squeal of pain, and the cold light walker responded immediately by shambling over in her direction. Wisely, Safira didn't immediately try to free herself, instead opting to flatten as best she could against the inside wall, with blood still seeping down into the heel of her boot. The walker never got a good look into the room before he was distracted by another cantrip scratching at his back, which gave Erland the opportunity to lay down a final smokestick and dash forward to assist with the tear. It was at this point that our undead foe started doing something new, which was always reason for concern. Pulling the corpses of the slain Goliaths up against the nearby pillars, it anchored them into place with a thick layer of frost, and their eyes turned to an icy blue, not unlike the frozen creatures we passed by on our way outside. 
Through these frigid, lifeless eyes, the Cold Light Walker was able to both see us and channel his ranged attacks, which further complicated our efforts to never be targeted without ample cover to lessen the odds of getting hit. Limiting its vision became priority number one, and as we set to work gouging out the eyeballs whenever an opening presented itself, Erlen and Safira were laying eyes on yet another mysterious landscape in the ethereal plane. A desolate winding trail snaked its way past several towers ravaged by time, the tallest of which bore a platform at the top with a greenish tinge of concentrated power that we recognized from the previous tear. Climbing the tower looked like an immensely perilous, perilous affair where one slip could send us plummeting to our deaths. But luckily it never came to that, as Erlen turned his attention to the screeching and ruffling of feathers coming from the top of the nearest hill. Having made a nest in one of the smaller tower ruins, a hippogriff responded to Erlen's calming gestures, enough to offer an exhilarating ride at a breakneck pace, <laughs> hardly risk-free, but certainly preferable to scaling the crumbling walls. In a matter of seconds, Erlen found himself within reach of the greenish essence and wound up an Unchaku attack, which dispersed the energy and gave us an express lift back to the opening of the tear. And from this moment on, it was officially time to unload. Now only healing a relatively small amount when it reached for the ethereal tears, the Cold Light Walker looked vulnerable for the first time, but it certainly hadn't been rendered harmless. After sinking several devastating arrows into its withered flesh, Saphira was clipped by a frost beam and fell to the floor, forcing Erland and Graven to rush to her aid, which once again caused a disastrous back and forth between administering aid and his repeated attacks. After exhausting his options, praying to each of the meddling gods, Graven finally broke down and offered himself to Kuzni in exchange for his help. <laughs> Kuzni answered, and though we didn't yet know the ramifications of striking such a bargain, it brought us a few bought us a few precarious it bought us a few <laughs> precious moments in a time of great need, allowing us to rest and reassess. With no healing magic to do anything more than stabilize our allies, it was up to Graven and Orban. <laughs> what is happening? It was up to Graven and Orban. He went all the way through that. <laughs> he went all the way through that. <laughs> to try and bring the battle to an end. More than once, we felt we were close, but even one failed spell had the potential to set us back at any given moment and force from consistent torrents of ice was starting to compromise the very foundation of the chamber itself. Finally, in a last act of desperation, Graven abandoned his cover to charge the Cold Light Walker directly, giving Orba one last opportunity to line up her shot for a killing blow. Pouring every bit of fear, fury, and anguish into one ultimate blast of arcane necrotic energy, the creature collapsed in upon itself, leaving Orba alone. <laughs> suddenly silent oh. With unconscious bodies scattered around the room and Cliff Ironcloud's mission officially completed, we reflected on what had brought us to this defining moment, and we asked ourselves, what would become of the remaining Goliaths who had fallen under the spell of the Cold Light Walker? Where could Orba safely stash her friends while she waited for them to wake up? And was it time to renegotiate our contract with Cliff to include some serious provisions for hazard pay? We find out now in Season 2, Chapter 26 of A Peek Beneath the Veil.
sounds of your heavy breathing is the only noise that fills this freezing hallway. Notable not just because the gaps between your exhalations are no longer filled by the beleaguered pursuit of shuffling footsteps, but because they're the only ones of their kind. The intakes of air from your unconscious allies are weak, unsteady, and for Graven in particular, a fresh gash over his left shoulder looks like it needs to be tended to before you're confident that he'll even pull through. As you move to retrieve the nearly spent healer's kit that has done more than pull its weight in this <laughs> battle alone, a feeling creeps over you that's almost claustrophobic, like other beings pushing to occupy the very space that you are in. Visions are passing in and out of your mind as you try to focus on the task at hand. Flashes of what at first you think are memories, previous battles of your own. A blade slicing through the air, a burst of flame, a, a thunderous boom. Graven, give me a death saving throw. Oh shit, here we go. <sighs> Fail. But the people and places of these visions are not immediately recognizable to you. Some of the figures seem young, and perhaps most unsettling of all, Many of them do not seem like victories. Faces contorted into expressions of alarm, of fear, panic, and even resignation. Expressions that you easily recognize because they were worn on the faces of Sephira, Erlen, and Graven in the moments before they fell. The moments right before the darkness where you wonder if you did the right thing. These visions are unfamiliar and yet also a part of you. They're reapers, facing their first test, just as you now have. And many of them fail, but you did not. They lend to you now pieces of their experience, bits of knowledge, an unspoken lineage lining up to impart their wisdom, and suddenly a skin that felt so foreign just a short time ago in Celis's laboratory feels easy, feels foretold. As you start to kneel beside Graven, you're also kneeling beside what remains of the Cold Light Walker. Dust and bone, a somber reminder of what happens when a creature, or any being, overstays its welcome in this world. Suffering that begets suffering that comes to a violent end. Down at your knees, the remains of the Cold Light Walker beside you, Graven before you with the healer's kid at hand. Apply the bandages. You do. Take a moment. It's the last remnants, I think, the last remnants of this healer's kit. The you're like some of the bandages aren't even long enough to get all the way around Graven's sort of thick limbs, but you tie them off as best you can. Just any little scraps of of pieces of cloth, anything that'll keep the wounds, that'll keep the blood from flowing, to stem the flow of blood. Put my hand just up on his neck. Right below his jawline, and you just feel, make sure that there's a steady pulse happening. Thanks. Okay, I'm gonna 
arms. Under Graven's arms. Okay. I'm gonna look, try to figure out the closest place to drag him to. I'm gonna start dragging him to the portal that was still left open, that that room. Um, that room um, had the, the double room. The kind double of door, the yep. and then into another room. Yep. And however long it takes, she's gonna take her time and she's gonna start dragging Graven through that first room and then put him in the second room into a place where even those broken doors, you can kind of hide it. I'm hide his body and she's sort of gonna like go. hook arms under slowly. I mean, mm-hmm. with the time, every time you sort of take on the weight of Graven, you're, you remember that these Goliaths built solid. I mean, he's heavy in your arms, even not even bearing the weight of his whole body, dragging him across the floor. You push one of those like half broken doors of the double doors that you have to push past, <laughs> dragging his feet along, sort of bouncing feet along the stone as you pull him into the next room. She's gonna. Place him gently down, put his arms across his chest. <sighs> Take a quick breath. And she's gonna go back and go to Erland and Safira. Starting with Safira, she's gonna make sure she's okay and she's gonna do the same to her. A little lighter this time. Crumpled in that corner where that pillar sort of pinned them in that spot. Both of them taking cover, but ultimately getting clipped on one side. And now, almost when you get to them, they're kind of draped over each other because one of the last things Erlen did before he went down was administer a healing kit or, or you know, attempt to eventually. So you pull Saphira in across the stone. Laser are across, just up next to Graven, so that they're basically touching shoulders. Put her arms across her chest. Slightly deeper breath. And she's gonna go to Erland. And again, pick him up. Final drag. Final stretch. Give me a perception check. Okay. Thirteen. Okay, just as you're fini- the last body that you're taking in Erlen's with your hands underneath, as soon as you start to make that 45 degree turn or 90 degree turn to get into the second smaller room, when you're pulling him through the doorway, you're looking kind of across the room. So you're looking to the last tear that was never closed. So you're seeing that little wavering bit of energy and it's smaller now. It seems like without the cold light walker continuously pulling energy from the ethereal plane, that it no longer, that that, that energy was keeping that tear open. So now it's sort of flickering smaller and smaller that, you know, if it, it seems like it's going to close on its own without sort of extra assistance if you let it. Okay. Really quickly while it's still there and, and Erland, Again, side by side with everybody else now. Orb is gonna go up to the tear. Can she just kind of examine it now that she has a moment to just take a look at it? Sure, what are you looking for? I am looking to see if, I don't have detect magic or anything, but if there's any way to deduce if this waning power is because of the cold light walker no longer being able to sustain it as though it cast that kind of spell opened that kind of portal, or if somebody else or something else caused it to open. Give me an arcana check. 16. 16. The energy that was coming through these tears, you've heard of sort of openings to other planes in the ethereal plane, which is sort of a mirrored plane. And usually, when that happens, the energy that pours forth is a little more indiscriminate. Like, energy coming through from the ethereal plane might, you know, 
expel, splash onto the material plane, but for it to come through and sort of go right to the cold light walker, for all the energy to focus immediately to that point, that something about that in your reading and your knowledge of the way the magic works, it seemed like the creature itself was pulling that energy and that somehow that creature maybe, it wasn't the one opening the portals, it was certainly the one keeping them open. That it, it feels self-contained. It doesn't feel like someone came here and, and opened it, opened the tears for the cold light walker. Okay. That doesn't mean it couldn't have been assisted or that it couldn't have been sort of, the tears could have been, you know, open and then the cold light walker kept it open, but based on what you're seeing about the way the energy's working, as soon as the cold light walker's dead, this tear that was, you know, wide open or at least sort of a sort of larger presence in the room has immediately crackled and shrunk in a way that it seems like the cold light walker was keeping that open with its own presence. Okay. Then she's going to walk over to the cold light walker corpse. Okay. Um, and again, just kind of examine it, take whatever she can glean from it. Can she tell, like, if this creature's physical body was based on the construct of the mortal that originally inhabited this <clears throat> organism, you know what I mean? Uh, yes. Um, given what you've heard about them and what you're seeing now, yeah, I mean, this, it, it is functionally the body. I mean, the face has disintegrated completely. There is no, there's no, like, like uh, skull or anything that's now left on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of from the neck up, from the neck up, it's just dust and bone that's sort of scattered onto the floor. Okay. But the, from the neck, from the shoulders down, there's some semblance of a human body, so. And just kind of based on either like its like skin color or its height or its mass, can I kind of deduce maybe what race this creature was before it was so cold? Yeah, give me an investigation check. Certainly no um, obvious limbs, it doesn't have a tail, it's not a tiefling, okay. um, so yeah, give me an investigation check. Nah, dirty 20? Dirty 20. It certainly looks human or at least a human half-breed from what you can tell. Like the proportions and the fact that, again, no obvious distinguishing features like a dragonborn or a tiefling that would make it very clear what the creature was. The stature doesn't seem sort of stunted enough to be a halfling or a dwarf. So yeah, human or, or some partial human. Okay. And, and that was 20 on the investigation? A dirty 20. Um, the, the walker was sort of wearing a heavy cloaked garment. It wasn't even a true cloak. It was sort of a piece of cloth that had been kind of thrown around it that was keeping its, you know, crippled limbs sort of in one spot. And as it hit the ground after, you know, you brought it down to its last breath and hit the floor, the bones scattered across the floor and there's the heavy piece of cloth still left there on the floor. And as you're digging through, just kind of examining any little nook and cranny you can find. There's a clasp there, a clasp that would like keep a cloak together. Mm -hmm. And it's a sort of circular shape, like concentric circles. So like a one circle, another one mm -hmm. inside, another one inside. So yeah. all the way down. And there's nothing on the side that has the sort of engraved circles on it. But then you flip it over to the other side where kind of there's a little pin that you could, you know, clasp to mm -hmm. the other side of the cloak. And there's two letters, S-A. Okay, I'm just gonna hang on to that. 
um, before I get too settled in here, can I quietly walk to each of the two doors um, leading down into this mm -hmm. area? It might take me some time because it's a big space. But just quietly listen at each of these doors and see if... Yeah, so one door is open because Graven was heading out in that direction, remember, when he came back uh -huh. into the room. So that, that set of double doors is open. Uh-huh. And give me a perception check. That one's very close to where the cold light walker is. So go ahead and give me a perception check there. It's a natural one. Nothing that you can hear there. And then the other one, you can, but remember the door isn't immediately on the other side. It's like up a staircase and then like like up a ways. So okay. are you going to go all the way up that staircase? Yeah, concerning myself more with sound than what I can see, I want to just hear if there's any kind of like approach or discussion, anything happening outside of this doorway possible. Okay, um, do you want to walk all the way up the staircase, even the parts you haven't seen yet? That is what I meant. I'm gonna go to that first big landing, because okay. that was a long staircase. Yep. Um, I didn't see how far that second set of stairs As went. you get up to the top of the landing, you turn to the right, and it goes up a little ways more, and then turns again. So, this hallway's pretty long. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up that one, and put just before I even hit the landing, I gotta turn and look around that corner. Okay, give me a stealth check. <laughs> oh, God! It's okay. That was fine. It's a natural 19. Oh, okay. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I had to this fucking build. Very quietly, and you're thankful as you're moving up these steps that it's not like the burial chamber itself, that because of the way the statues had kind of deteriorated over time, there's all these little pebbles and rocks on the ground, so as you're walking across them, it kind of crunches a little bit. But as you're moving up these steps that weren't sort of uh, as open to some of those structures that are crumbling down. It's a very smooth, sort of even stone built into the rock and ice of the mountain itself. So each footstep, very quiet. You move up, get to that landing. So it turns to the right, and then it only after that goes up another 10 feet, and there is a door there. Is well. it open or shut? It is shut. And, and you hear nothing. Other than a little bit of it sounds like outside. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like back to the outside. And you can even see some light around it. Okay. Feeling as secure as she possibly can be in this fucking situation, Orb is going to go back to her friends and kind of standing in front of them, because um, it's Erland, Sephira, Graven. She's gonna get out her flask, uh, her, her water skin, She's gonna get a piece of cloth from herself and just wet it, and she's gonna start uh, just gently kind of cleaning the soot and combat and blood off of yeah. all of their faces. And a lot just, of dried blood where wounds have been patched or healed. Gently clear off their faces. And then she's going to find, this is a burial chamber, if there's any kind of like little pile of like dust or like decay from the stone walls and stuff, just a little yeah, like, pile of like rubble. Yeah, yeah rubble. Mm -hmm. Or so. the ash from the cold eye walker is there. I don't want to. <laughs> mm. um. <laughs> yeah, like sort of a, almost like a chalky, I mean, it's sure. not gonna, yeah. Like a soot -esque. Yeah, um, it'll make a mark if you sort of. Okay. She's gonna go up to each of them and she's gonna start making markings on each of their faces. Uh, small, kind of domes, like half circles, kind of surrounding the circumference of their face, each of them, taking her time, slowly. And when she's done, 
She's gonna go back so that she can see all three of them. She's gonna sit down. <sighs> okay. So. Inside the banquet hall, it was getting time for supper. So, Unkoi, Mother God, takes her place at the head of the table, and she generates the bounty for everybody. That's the signal for everybody to be seated and be served. Kuya is the first to arrive. He's brought yet again another mortal partner to indulge in for the evening. Um, <laughs> This time, it's a, a colonel from, from a battle, a, a, a separate world from ours, another time, another place, but one who has just seen one of the roughest pieces of carnage he has seen in his career. Um, so he is here as a distinguished figure to uh, delight in the presence of the gods. Um, next. To be seated is Alan Yachi, not that anybody really noticed. The god of healing isn't really um, appreciated amongst her kind. Why would you when you don't need it? She sits at the end of the table furthest from Unkoi, and people begin to eat and enjoy the feast. Aya, god of death, she um, arrives a little late. Um, something pretty regular for this time uh, of war. Gods in this time of war are uh, in high demand and many spirits are lost and need consoling and collection. So as soon as Aya arrives into the hall, she sees the Colonel seated, getting gently stroked by Kuya as they indulge in wine and their eyes meet. And in his eyes, Aya sees all of the spirits that he has sent her way. Maimed, disfigured, traumatized, angry, sad, lost. And something in her just snaps. And all of a sudden, just with a flick of her chin, the moisture in the colonel's entire body begins to leave, like little droplets of dew just entering the banquet hall. You've never quite noticed how a mortal shimmers when, when they're covered in sweats and oils, but when you start to see it exit the body, it's a dreadful sight. The table all stops and watches in horror. It happens quickly and yet slowly. The colonel fades, falls to the floor. Kuya wails in grief on his knees, uh, leaned over the colonel, and Aya turns, ignoring all the cries and anger. Some are bored, honestly. But Alinyachi stands up and walks all the way down the table. She goes past Unkoi, who seems to, again, not really notice her. And as she looks down at 
The Colonel, she sees more than what Aya sees. She sees more than what the other gods see. She sees the entire span of mortality stretched out before her. She sees the waxing and waning, the coming and going, the brevity. All small daydreams. And she's envious and also angry. So she takes her two fingers up to one of her freckles. She's covered in freckles, these big, bright freckles, white freckles. And she starts to pinch as hard as she can with her cheek just pinching out one of these freckles. She's drawing blood, this gold shimmering blood, and suddenly out pops this little freckle. But upon further examination, it's the purest, diamond one could ever imagine. And she looks down at the colonel and she sees fathers and she sees sisters and she sees partners. She takes the diamond and right here in the colonel's chest she presses as hard as she can until the diamond seeps into his skin. And bit by bit, the moisture returns to the colonel. And the warmth, and the sweat, and the life, and the joy, and the anguish, and the fight comes back. Kuya rejoices, and takes him off, and does his thing with him. <laughs> and Alanyachi sits back down at the table and continues to be ignored by everybody else and enjoys her dinner. Picture it, all of you, picture it as vividly as you can. Because I fear that my words are not heard right now. So you must picture it. Give me a perception. During the retelling of this story, you sit in this sort of smaller room that muffles the echoes a bit. In that larger room, if you were to shout or scream, you'd hear it sort of bouncing down the halls, but here it's self-contained a little bit. And you hear a noise coming maybe from the other room that feels like it came upon you very quickly, that maybe sort of wrapped up in this telling you've sort of failed to hear footsteps. And in addition to footsteps... <laughs> oh, fuck me. I'm gonna turn so that I can see the doorway. <coughs> There's nothing. Okay. Um... Oh my god. 
I can't even. He wants to play. He wants to play. Stealth. Oh, right, it's zero. Three. Three. Try to stay as still as you can, knowing that you're not sure maybe how long something's been there listening to you talk. So, you know, even in this sort of muted interior of this room, something in any of the other rooms would have heard your voice. And finally, just a little, and you see the face of Marcus of the Mountain standing there in the doorway, looking over the three unconscious bodies. Stop. You found a good hiding spot. Much better than mine. Brave you are to hide in here. You got me. (laughs) I never would have come down here if I didn't see the gray skins start to topple over the edge of the cliff. Just walked right off of their own accord. (laughs) Goliath on the ground. Marcus, they all leapt off of the mountain? Oh, yes. I knew right away that something must have happened with the light. And now I see you you snuffed it out. Yep. Sort of looks over your shoulder. He sees the three unconscious bodies. Did your friends give in to the light? (laughs) No, um, no, they didn't. Um, Because if if you don't have anyone else, you can always stay with me in the mountains. Oh, uh, that's that's very kind of you. Why don't you want to stay? Oh, oh my God. I, no. I could stay for a little bit, yeah. <laughs> we could stay here for a little bit, too. It's real cold out, and I'm really tired. Cold and getting colder. I wonder, and he sort of looks, I wonder if they're hungry. <laughs> my friends? And he sort of holds up one hand over a fist, and he (gasps) produces five or six small, sort of deep red berries. (laughs) (laughs) That were not. I think they would really appreciate that, Marcus. May I? Maybe. And he kneels down and he puts them down on the floor in front of him. Maybe we could play for them. What kind of game did you have in mind, Marcus? Have you ever played Hills and Valleys? Hugo and I used to play it all the time. It's rare that I find such a good spot for it. You need good solid ground and Snow just won't do for that. Hugo and I used to play it on the ice, and, and the loser would get tossed into the freezing water. <laughs> happy times, happy memories. That sounds super fun. A different time. Different me. <laughs> Emotions to the ground in front of him. Okay, so, uh, Marcus? Are you going to explain how this game works, or just kind of throw me into Reaches into a little satchel, pulls out a little piece of chalk, and he draws a couple of big circles on the ground. Sort of one circle, 
and then another circle so they overlap. So there's a part in the middle where the two sort of circles overlap. Okay. Clear off that center table. Son of a... It's fun games. Bitch. Game time. You love games. Fun <laughs> love games, man. Especially in like an emotionally turmoil moment. It's a single fun game. Is... I can't. I'm just shaking. Thanks for stabilizing me. He had it already figured out. Oh, shit. Oh, the monitor? Nope, nope. Oh, my little stuff. I'm sorry. Junkola. You didn't want the goblet? No. Oh, is that the goblet? Yeah. Graven Gable? Yeah. <laughs> I want it. Switch. I mean, Grava and Orban. Grava and Orban. Great. I gotcha. You got it there. Why isn't the remote working? Tilt that shit up manually. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I Great. So he draws the two circles on the ground, and then he takes, <laughs> reaches out as far as he can, and draws a line all the way through the middle. So you see what before you. It's two sort of circles, and then the line that passes all the way through the middle. And he explains the rules of the game that he calls hills and valleys. I need you to get uh, 5d4 for me. Oh, okay. I have extras if you need. Um, I've got a couple. Full gelatinous cube in there. What? Got a full gelatinous cube of them. Yeah. Five. One, two, three, four, five. So it's kind of a little botchy dice game. Okay. Each player tosses five d4, oh alternating turns. So um, try and is, what color? Yeah, yours are pretty different. So mine are his are sort of oh, uh, yeah, black and green. Uh, <laughs> these ones will mix up a little bit. Uh, let's do this. Is good. I have all like grays and blues. You want to? Oh, you have, like, oh, you want like? Colors. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Just so yours are, you know, which ones are. Yours. Oh, I see. Yeah, there you go. I see. Mine are okay. much darker. Yours are the light colors. Mine are the dark. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> so you toss five d four, alternating turns. If a die lands in a circled oh my God. area, Get this. like one of these, this circle uh-huh. or this circle. Oh my God. <laughs> You get the points that's shown on the die. So if it lands with a one, that's one point there. Okay. If it lands in the middle circle, that is the valley. You lose that many points mm. to a minimum of one. So that would be back down mm. to zero if you oh. land in the valley. So there's the hills of the circles, the valley is the part that overlaps. Okay. The part down the middle is the bridge that runs between the hills and over the valley. If a die is touching a bridge, it's a safe zone. And you get those points immediately. So they're banked. Yes, they're sort of immediately banked. As opposed to normally you count up all the points at the end of the round. God. But if it lands on the line, you get those points right away. They're in the bank. Okay. <laughs> if it lands on the line in the valley, that's called bridge over the valley. And that's worth eight points. Whoa. But you don't get the points right away. So someone could knock you off of the bridge oh. in the valley. And knocking people's dice count. So if something hits it, that would like you know knock it into a different zone, then it's whatever it ends up in. Ugh. Except for something that you've banked already on the bridge. Got it. Does the dice on the bridge get pulled so that it can no longer? It bank does, or? unless it's bridge in the valley. If it's bridge over the valley, it doesn't get pulled, but it does get pulled if it's bridge on the on the hill. And then you count up the points at the end, and that's the winner. Got it. Holy shit. Yeah. The just some sort of. Nitty gritty rules. If there's ever a partial overlap, uh-huh. it always counts as the zone of the worst result. So this is no points Zero. at all. 
and this would be in the valley. Oh. Anything that's partial overlap. However, any amount touching the bridge is safe. Even a tiny corner there, that's still safe on the bridge. Okay. Yeah, so okay. any any, but otherwise <laughs> lines. Even even though see that one's more in the circle than not, it still counts as zero. Okay. If there's anything overlapping into the into the other area, it counts mm. as the worst often. Okay. Yeesh. Where do you throw from? So just from here, oh, you can do a little underhand toss into the middle. Uh, so. And yes. the good berries are just sitting on the ground. They are just sitting on the ground right now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> in people's mouths. Uh, okay. Okay. So he finishes kind of explaining the rules. He's drawn the sort of center line. <laughs> you can go first. So how many points and how, like how many rounds? Is it rounds based or points based? Points? You count up the numbers? Yes. Yeah. And then... But do you play like three rounds and whoever has the most points wins, or do you get to a certain whoever? Let's play a hundred rounds. Let's play like five. Oh. <laughs> Seemed like that was more than even he expected. Oh. oh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play um, and he looks at the pile. One berry per round. Oh my god. There's five. You look at it and it's about one oh. berry per round. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotta win three. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, me first? <laughs> okay, here I go! Hills and valleys! Hills and valleys! That's one, I don't know if you can see it. No, it's not zero. zero. It's oh, it's zero? Oh, I can see it. Yeah, oh, great, 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 great. There you go! Two! Okay. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> Oh, oh, bank, so bank, bank, bank. Off, okay, so and that's a one. That one. So, yeah, so okay, anyway. all right. <laughs> Did we say what the goal? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's not good, Marcus. Oh, <gasps> that's in the valley, yeah. so you're going to, don't do it yet, but you're going to subtract that. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you going to? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 Wait, oh, so that means it's line. on the line in the valley. It, but it takes no. the worst thing. Yeah, so it's actually on the line in the circle. Oh, so that's so a banked. banked two points there. Okay. Shoot! So his final score was two. So was mine, uh, right? How many did you bank? There. Oh, I banked one. And that's a four, so you have oh. zero. Uh, yeah. yeah. Negative four. This is negative. Minus, oh, I can't go below zero? No, no. Oh, zero okay. Is, yeah. All right, so he's got what? Um, he had two. I mean, he just won the round. You don't have to keep track of that. It's just oh, by shit, round. It's right, round five. So after he after he sees the last dice, and he reaches over with his thumb, oh. and he squishes one of the berries. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> another another one. Rub my face in the dirt. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Uh, where is that I think green the one, one that right I behind the monitor? Is okay. is my she? Yeah, he threw it. Not that. No, that's yours. Oh, really? Oh, there's that one behind one. the monitor. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Okay, so I got five, you got five. Loser comes first. Does she now? Okay, here we go. <laughs> I've rolled two. Oh. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Oh, no, it's oh. not. That looks like a valley. Yeah, it's not it's touching not the line. Testing. I that's see why. Right. That's a valley, too. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, I'll Anything. Come on. It's in another fucking thing. Well, right now it's zero, zero. 
Okay, zero, oh. zero? Oh. Is it touching the line? It's touching the line. Oh, uh, is it touching, it's touching the line in the orgasm. valley? Yes. Or in the bad part. But, but is it, it touching the line of on, the, on the circle? circle? John? Is it touch? It is not. <laughs> so that would be a bridge over the valley. Which is eight <laughs> points, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. It's not touching. <sighs> okay, so what is that? So he you scored eight. eight. He scored five because he did eight minus his other three. <laughs> I mean, you have no points. <laughs> no, 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 I know. Hold on one second. He Give takes his thumb. Matt. He squishes oh. another one. Oh. Hold on. Give me one sec. Yep. Just one second. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I hope chat wanted to that zoom in on my forehead. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, at least you're wearing a hat. I know. Ugh. Okay, hold on. These are your five here. No. You good? You need another D? I grabbed one. Yeah, You need another D? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, he just collects all his die. You can see he's getting excited there. It's <laughs> gone. How long do these like rounds take typically? Literally as long as they take, like thirty seconds. Okay. Uh, Orba. Oh god. Is going to downscale fatal draw cast exhibition on Marcus. Okay. Wait. Try to charm him. Okay. So, right? am I understanding this right? Because this is the first time we're doing this. Yes. So, a couple things at play here. Okay. There's a new spell available that we'll get into it first. Charming a creature in that way does exactly what it says. Okay. Which is on. only make the creature walk toward you and not be able to harm you. The spell says That's when charmed, so the creatures approach okay. and can't attack. Understood. Okay. Retracted. I apologize. Okay. I misunderstood the spell because I'm panicking. <laughs> it's fine. We're gonna play honorably for now. Okay, three Marcus. Left, right? There's three left for three friends that I love very dearly. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marcus. Oh, loser goes you. first. Right, 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 right. Oh, Marcus. <laughs> oh, buddy. It's in the valley. <laughs> Oh, 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 that's, that's in the valley. So he's at zero right now. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> what number is that? That's a four? Yeah. No, it's it it's a one. It's a one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it looks like a one. four there. Jeez, jeez, jeez. Okay. <sighs> so what are you at? She's at four. Okay. No, wait. Two, what four, is that That's mean? minus two. This is minus that's two. So she's at two. She's at two. I think he's at okay. zero. Yeah, he has a four in the valley. Is that his two? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So, so he's, he's at three. <sighs> yeah, so he's already won this round, unless he... Wait. Wait, really? Four. Four this minus is four minus is zero. That's zero, and this is his three, two. Yeah. 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 Okay. Two, he's at yeah. Doing that math. Okay. He's like holding the last die, which he has to throw, but he's just going to throw it away. Yep. Uh... <laughs> Okay, yeah, Orba's... Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> Orba, give me one more fucking second, dude. I have all this new shit. Hold on. What she's looking at, as she's <laughs> leveled up to level six in Reaper form, and this will be in the homebrew Um the, Re- the Reaper has access to what's called Fatal Draw Downcasting, which is the ability to cast higher level spells for free but they have reduced effects. They don't work as well, but it lets you cast them for free. So it lets huh. you cast like weaker versions of the spell. So that free. that was a charm person, but it's the other one. Yeah, that was a new spell she has um, that you haven't seen yet, but yeah. For free isn't like a cantrip, not for free of an action. 
Uh, yes, for free in, in with her fatal draw. She has that ability when oh, she kills something, right, she can right, cast right. something for free. Yes, she still it still takes an action draw. if it uh, requires yeah. an action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are we seated? Yes, you're like knee- he's kneeling. You're there on the floor. He's yeah. kneeling like uh, butt on feet. Yeah. Okay. As soon as he starts to like roll that last die, mm-hmm. Orba is gonna just push him, and she's gonna r- run for the go- good berries. Okay, he's seated he's, right next to them. Fuck, oh, he's seated right next to them. I mean, yeah, he was leaning over and squishing them. With okay, the well, she's going to try to, like, knock him off his feet a bit so that she can get like to push the... push him over to the side? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And she's going to try to grab the good berries, and she's going to run over to her friend. Okay, give me an athletics check. Oh, okay. He was in the mid sort of toss there with the last die, <laughs> yeah, and then you, gonna, like, you lean the, over the across the circle. The yep, and, roll. Sure. Okay, yep. what am I doing? Athletics check. Athletics? Ooh. Yep. 18. 18. He throws a die, and he, he already knows he's won the round, yeah. so he's, like, watching the die, like, cascade off to the side, because it doesn't matter what the number is, and he turns, and as he's turning back, you're already coming across, <laughs> and you push him out of the way, grab the berries, and you yep. head over to the other room. He doesn't follow you. He kind of stands up quickly. Oh, hey! I'm sorry, Marcus, but I really care for my friends. You would do it for Hugo, right? And she's going to run over to her friends, and she's going to start trying to put him in the, in the things. <laughs> Oh, no. okay. All right, that's fine. All right, she's gonna open up the mouths. She's gonna put the good berries yeah. one by one. You can, you know, also. So it's you, don't try this at home. Don't put food into unconscious people's <laughs> mouths. But it's really like the juices of the berries. So you kind of squeeze them a little bit and let the juices like trickle kind of down into their mouth, and they, they heal a little bit of healing energy. And you know, there's a sort of tense moment of silence there. You sort of your mind racing a mile a minute. The little breeze filtering down the hall. You hear at one moment kind of like something leaving, something oh, heading away. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> and I then your heart want to die. You're right. <laughs> your heart kind of skips a beat as you see a little twitch, a little sign of life, and then from another one, another little twitch, sort of snapping back into life as the as the good berry goes down the esophagus and into the stomach, and slowly, one at a time, eyelids begin to. Open up, and you watch as your companions come back. Orba, like, standing off to the side as they're, like, kind of lined up, is just going to fall onto all of their tummies, just lay across all three of them. Hi! Oh. Orba, hi! Orba, Orba. Orba. It's okay! We're okay! It's all... We're okay! It's okay! You're alive! Everything's okay! Barely. Everything's okay! We did it. What? You did it. What? Yeah. Did you do it? I what? Are we alone in here? We are. Yeah. Yes, I think. Kind so. of like immediately. You've got the, uh, something on your faces. Shh, You've breathe, got. Breathe, breathe. It's okay. It's okay. Everyone, quiet. Shafir, you immediately look around, and the only thing odd that you notice is that there's some chalk markings on the floor with some kind of dice strewn about them. But other than that, you see nothing. And we have markings on it, right? The chalk. <laughs> yes, some like it's a sort of yeah. rubble. Sort of rubble. Everything's okay, everybody. How long? How long have we been unconscious? Maybe 30 minutes? Maybe not even that long yet. 20 minutes. How? Do we, I mean, do we taste? Is there uh, evidence of the juice? Like, you could taste the good berry, yeah, yeah. when you could have came out of con- It has that kind of, sort of How did you? sweet, sticky flavor. I'll, I'll explain, but is everybody okay? What well, is this? Was it? That's nothing. Just don't. This, you're I'm fine. kind of, as she's on top of me, I'm kind of, whatever part of you is on me, I'm kind of like feeling it to make I'm sure that you're like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling your ass to make sure it's all still there. Like, just like I left it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Slapped. <laughs> Slapped. I'm bad. just kind of like. Have you heard? 
Have you heard from any of the other Goliaths? What? Okay, everything, we are secure? We should be quiet. I think we are... Oh, it's dead. Okay, so it's relax. Dead. Yes. Did you... Yes. On your own. Graven really set me up for success in the end, but yes. So, take a breath. God's over you're stronger than I ever gave you credit for. We have to get out of here. We need to find out no. whether the Goliaths okay. are on our side if, or not if yet. If we can sit for a moment, I will explain. I think we are in a secure location, so just give me <clears throat> a moment. Please sit up. You gambling or <clears throat> playing a game to? I I'll tell. Well, I, I have said. I have said. It's fine. He's mad at me. It's okay. <sighs> Look, sit, sit, sit. Everybody, sit. We need to rest. We all need to rest. I I believe. I'm be... looking. I'm looking at her. Are you all right? I, I will be fine. Yes, I will be. You fine. don't look like you're gonna be fine. I'm tired. None of us look like we're gonna be fine. Even if she Why wasn't, there's rest? nothing we can do about it right we now. We can rest. So listen. Here's how things went. Okay, so Fuck. you went down. You went down shortly after, and then I thought I was dead. I really thought I was dead. It was very close. I think Raven... he saved me. He did, yes. And then Graven saved Cheers, mate. you, saved you again, saved you, and then oh, when things were looking pretty dire, Surely. Graven pulled out some ultimate stops here and he and I were able to get the Cold Light Walker into a killing position. Graven went down and I landed the final <laughs> blow as soon as he did, so the Cold Light Walker has been slain. Surely it wasn't supposed to be that close. No. The magic portals, what, what caused them? Surely an From undead creature couldn't have cast such powerful magic. I inspected oh. the portal that was remaining. No, the magic was already go. waning by the time the creature was dying, so from my understanding, and you know, it's, it's not something I've seen before, but the creature was generating the energy on its own, whether or not... Grab me if I'm not doing this right. Um, he, whether or not he literally opened the tears into the ethereal plane, I'm not sure I'm qualified to um, say. If he didn't open them, the energy he was producing seemed to keep them open, and it also seemed like he knew how to use them. Right. Like it didn't, like, there was some lingering bit of its mind from its life that seemed to understand how to utilize that energy for whatever that's worth. So even if right. it wasn't the one that opened it, you know. But it did seem like he was the overall controlling source of, of that magic. So that has been settled. Um, A wizard um, in his past life, perhaps? Some, Maybe some kind of mage, yes. So after all of that, um, I... Marcus visited while I was watching over you. And Fuck's sake. This is the result of that. Um, okay. He's upset with me. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm he's, looking he's everywhere. <laughs> it was a juvenile upset, not a, not a murder you kind of upset. Um, the only kind of thing you notice is after Orba described all the party members going down and being stabilized, you look over and you see what the, tap, the completely tapped out healer's kit that's sort of just an empty bag now on the floor. So he, he wanted to play a game for the good berries, and I wasn't doing so hot. Uh, so I shoved him, and I stole them, Okay. and he walked off in a huff. Um, so, you know, we'll have to deal with that, but I'd rather deal with it with all of you than by myself. It's fine. You just can't throw any snowballs at us right now. Correct. Can't so, oh, it. the Goliaths. Uh, 
Marcus, before he got mad at me, said that they all jumped off of the mountain. What? Every last one of them. I'm assuming that All of them. I don't know where he is. So... Shit. They're all gone. I thought we weren't going to... Do we rest here, or can we get out of this place before we do? What do you think? I told Praxis that I would give each one of these men and women a sky burial. Well, we... I was hoping... Can't possibly. At least his friends, we could try. The one, I thought, mage, perhaps. We haven't even found well, the other one. Before we get ahead of ourselves, I do believe that this is a good spot to rest because it's out of the elements. Yeah. Um, and also, if you just had a rest, if you needed to use your time, I leave you to your own, you know, honor system. Was I conscious, sorry, when the pillar... Started to crumble, you were not. I was not, okay, I thought. Because we can't see that, though, from this room. Not from this little room. Have you looked outside of this chamber at all? No, I have not left. I didn't want to leave your guys' company. We should probably not leave. If this is the safest place, we shouldn't poke our heads out. And We don't know what's out there. We don't know... How do we know that Marcus isn't lying? Well, I want to check on the Goliaths. Well, then we should definitely shouldn't poke our heads out and, until we've rested. I'm kind of like reaching out to Graven and giving him like a little squeeze. We need to rest. It's all right, Graven. If 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 we need to just make a. All I can get is a minimal. I can't get my powers of healing back today. After Not until I rest, tomorrow. I'll help you put some of them I'll, to rest in. If you rest, I will take way. the time to maybe create a I sled of some kind. I can't do it right now. I'm sorry. Man. No, I know. I'm sorry. Um, we have to. I need to. Now that all of that is out of the way and the information has been relayed, thank you. All of you, thank you. Do you feel any different? Do you feel um, powerful? A connection to the undead? Do you know who that creature was? Do you know what the cold walker was? I didn't connect to him. From what I could tell, it was his consciousness was still a little trapped, but incredibly hard to reach. I, I only managed to hear a couple words. Um, hopefully he's at peace now. I don't know. But um, I feel... Like I have guidance now. Um, good kind help. of guidance, or the not so good kind. Good. Okay. Do you think Silas or Cliff will know? That I Immediately, yes. I, I don't know. You haven't heard anything from them. Silas no. hasn't contacted you. No. Okay. No. <laughs> so I couldn't have done this without you, and and you all almost. Thank you. I'm... You don't have to thank us, or we signed up for this. I thought it was the mission. Not this. <sighs> well, not. You never know what you're signing up for. You learn that the hard way, always. Always. Well. Orba. What? You saved us. If you hadn't been able to take him down, we'd be dead. You understand that, right? All of us would be gone. You saved us. That was you. 
That was your strength. You don't forget that. You carry that with you. Thanks, Sephira. You're leading us now. So what do we do? We have to rest. Do we do it here? We do it now. You need to... You want to take a... F you want to... I know you missed a night's rest. I got a full night's rest. You want to do that here now? This is the safest place to do it, I think. I think so. Anywhere else, we put ourselves at risk of creatures. Well, we look of like the shit elements. too. So if anything walked in, it's not like we right. don't look all dead. Right. All right. Well, I can close my eyes for a bit, but while you take watches, I'm—I'd like to look around this peak here a little bit. Okay. Be careful. Of course. You can't alert anyone to our presence. Well, as far as we know, everything is either encased in ice and already dead, or has jumped off the cliff. Well, we don't know that. Uh, we, encountered, we encountered Marcus, Fucking and we didn't Marcus. expect Marcus. There are other creatures on the mountain. Goliaths are not the only threat. I mean, he's weird, but he doesn't usually lie in our limited experience with him, so... He doesn't like me, but if you, if you play games with him, maybe he'll like you. He's lonely. Graven. You're not going to be able to put all of these Goliaths to rest. But you can try. No, you can at least... Not at the risk of his friends that are already alive. Graven. Well, we're going to have watches. He Let me this. just look around. For what it's worth, I thought we only made a promise that we were going to bury his friends, not all of them. Am I wrong? Fuck. Right, well, can't always be men of our word, no? Sorry. Sorry, sorry. I'm like... <laughs> Kind <laughs> of like trying to. I understand. I know the priorities. But I will look around. Okay. Please be safe. Um. Don't want to lose anyone. I, I'm happy to do first, first watch so that you two can actually get the proper rest. Second second watch then? Because lining up for a, for a long rest. Yeah. For a proper... And I'll do a short rest to begin <clears throat> with and. Dick around. Dick off. I am. It's <laughs> off. So I'll, I'll stay watching. Is this sort of primary area you're occupying, that small room that once had a table? It's two doors, right? Or one door? There's the double doors on the outside, and does that other door remain? Or that's a single door. No, but that, did that oh. interior door, did that get blown off? I can't remember. No, it did not. Great. Well, just the set of double I think, doors. Yeah, we have, we, made, we have both doors closed. One of the sets <laughs> got blown off. The double oh. doors from the foyer are blown off. Yes. Oh, they're blown off. Yes, yeah. those are blown off. And oh, I see. And then the single door into the smaller room is... That one didn't get blown too? I guess no, it just no. got opened. He never had to blow it. Yeah, he never had to blow it. Stood in there. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was like fishing a barrel <laughs> for the entire fucking episode. I'll probably station myself for the uh, the watch, like in the larger area, just to hear as much as possible without okay. exposing myself. <laughs> um, I know I already did can't see you, but Graven is making a note of not trying to meet your eye. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. Like he did before. If if before Graven was I'm looking. maybe searching usually to see if he could make eye contact with Orba, uh -huh. he's purposefully no. You hear Orba's voice and you're like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honestly, yes, yes. Don't look up, she's tall. Look down. Yes, I'm I'm either focusing on them or I'm I'm looking where I know that she's These... that she's not. Are the half moons symbols of Aya that we've seen? Uh, they are of um, Alan, Alan Yachi. Did I just say that right? It's my gods. I should know. Okay, we were unconscious when um, she told us that story. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Is Alan it like being in a coma oh, yeah. where you can sometimes have ears? <laughs> oh, goddamn. Just for a while. These symbols, was this 
part of a ritual. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, kind of. Not Is that all my face? Yeah, uh, uh, yes. That, it's me, you can remove it so now. A new, was it part of a new Kelphian healing ritual? Uh, it's not, it's not a heal, it's, it's more of like a, a prayer, a, a call to action in a way. Um, you're supposed to, I haven't done it in a very long time, but you're supposed to um, tell one of your favorite stories of, of Alan Yachi and her powers, and you're supposed to tell it in your own way, um, like with joy or with sorrow or with anger, but it's supposed to be emotional and, and, and strong so that she can hear it. Um, could you hear it at all? Do you remember it? Sorry, no. I was Do hoping you, you would picture it, because I don't think the gods can hear me right now. Tell it again sometime, maybe over a fire. I'm not in the shit. Okay. I'll remind you, the Nokelki gods typically don't enact their powers on this plane. Yeah, I know. I was praying during that fight. Then, then what is their point? They enact them, but through it's a good smaller question. Smaller. Yeah, they, they can influence, but small things, not. Great. Great. It's like my gods. <laughs> I'm like rolling my eyes as hard as more I useful. <laughs> It was worth a shot. Everybody want to give me perception checks here as you... Oh, no! So, Graven, is the plan to... You're going to rest for an hour and then take a walk? And then, well, first maybe look around the inside of this chamber and then, yeah, maybe take a walk outside. Um, Because, I mean, they're on watches. They're not all, like... At any given time, one other person's awake. Right. uh, 17. That is common. Natural 20. Oh, oh. Natural 1. <laughs> what the? First roll tonight. Yeah. So that first hour goes by very quietly, very slowly, and the only sounds that you hear. Corvo <coughs> was taking first watch? Yes. Yeah, the only sounds that you hear are sort of that long tunnel that led down into this chamber. It sounds like the wind's picking up a little bit. Ugh. You're here to kind of come through quickly in little bursts, and then it'll be quiet again. It'll back off. And... So you just hear that a little bit here and there. What? I've lost sense of time because we spent three episodes on probably uh, five minutes. It's like the what? late morning. Late oh. morning. Oh. You guys woke up like very. Ew. Ravens finished oh, his rest like very early. This is like the worst. Early. It's like after oh. a long night. Oh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh god. It's like close to noon. It's like, and I have, I have to wait until this <laughs> yeah. to, to get to get the benefit. It's a long rest, even short. <sighs> <laughs> so other than the sounds of maybe just some of the wind and weather picking up outside, the first hour passes by very quietly. And at this point, Raven, you can take your short rest uh, advantages. Uh, I get to add my constitution. Yes, to any hit right? dice you roll, you roll so plus six, 11 plus six, not bad. Uh, Raven feeling a little bit of life returning to him as he rises after just a sh- brief bit of respite. And then you wanted to look around the chamber and then take a peek outside. Was that the idea? Yeah. So I want to look around the chamber first for uh, specifically where those terrors were. Um, okay. And yeah, see if there's any evidence of. Uh, oh, I'll. I have that pouch still with the components. Mm-hmm. Just evidence of like somebody either casting something or. Yeah. Sure. Give me an investigation check. Okay. Uh, 15. 15, great. And then give me a uh, Arcana check. Oh, I don't want to do 
Oh, it's me, Ding Dong. <laughs> what the fuck? So, oh my God. not being someone who really oh needs to, God. the material components, you're not necessarily sure what those are for. Yeah. You look around in the rooms, the three rooms where the tear is closed, looks like nothing was ever there. Oh it has completely disappeared. Yeah. And the first room that you actually walk out into, other than the one that you were in, was the room that still had the open one. And by the time you've woken from your short rest, like, just like, squiggle in the air ever so briefly. Like it's that, still there. Yes, but the, it looks almost completely shut. But it's just, uh, like, that's the only place where you can even see a trace that something was ever even sort of disturbed or unnatural in these rooms. Okay. See a little bit. Okay. So, you look around, that's what you see. You don't see anything that sort of strikes a, a, a memory or a, a knowledge that you have about something like that. Okay. Um, do I find any... Uh, is there any books or any um, records of any kind in these rooms? Nope. They're pretty no, bare. No lettering on the walls. Yeah. That to you feels not uh, strange for like if it was a Goliath warrior who was buried. No frills with Goliath sort of burial chambers. Yeah. Like you're laid to rest. There isn't sort of some of that pomp and circumstance that you saw on the Fernoco Virgo Trail, like old memorabilia and personal effects. None of that. Just simple sort of caskets, you know, slots in the walls where an additional sort of uh, stone casket could have gone, but n nothing identifying at all. And the, any kind of wooden structure in, the, in here, including the doors, do they look like things that were reinforced by the new wood that the Goliaths had been bringing up here. It's a mix, yeah. So the, okay. the exterior doors look like some of the wood is very faded and old, and it looks like some extra beams were added to okay. reinforce those doors, yes. And is there any, what looks like maybe extra supplies of wood, uh, either that we saw on the way in or... Uh, here? Not here in the chamber, but yeah. when you guys were on your way up, I think you saw some of those glass that were sitting around campfires. Like, they had yeah. some logs and stuff around them. Yeah, so, but not here in the chamber. Okay. All right, if they... Whoever's on there, you're still on your watch, right? I guess I am. So who was next watch? I was after Orbo. Okay, so Orbo is moving to sort of wait. Or... Even after just one hour? If, if, uh, oh, I guess I've been fiddling around. Um, so. I, no, that's true, actually. I guess yeah. you're sort of in the middle of Orba's watch, yeah. Okay. So it's just Orba. I'm going to take a little look around outside. I swear I won't go far. Okay. Okay. Um... Are you okay? Yes. I'm gonna walk away. Which uh, exit are you going out? The one you came in or the I want to go to the new one. Okay. Yeah. Great. You start to walk up those that staircase and they're kind of wide steps. You have to take these sort of long strides to get to each step. And as you're walking up, you just... You feel as closed off as you've been since leaving the soul shelter when the, when oh. the thing was broken. And since then you've gotten a little bit of refinement, a little bit of diversification as each time you connected with the other meddling gods, it sort of opened up something new, something fresh, something that didn't feel like the old trapped self. And now you kind of come all the way back oh, to feeling God. just suffocated as you're moving up this staircase, feel empty. You get, just like I described to Orbe, you get up to the first landing, it turns to the right, a little further, one more turn to the right, and then in front of you, single sort of wooden door there that also looks like it's been reinforced recently. Um, do I hear anything? Give me a perception check. 
Six. Six. Other, again, Dude. other than it's difficult to hear, the door is even kind of because the wind is kind of pushing against it. So the weather spool is spooling up a little bit, but other than that. I'll, say, you know, uh, trying to match the energy of the wind that's pushing it, just kind of okay. quietly Give me a see if I can peek out. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. So it makes a little bit of noise just yeah. given the state of the door and the strength of the wind, but you push it open. I'll give you um you're going to turn um, your monitor on for a second. Yeah, sure. I'm looking specifically for like oh, the frozen beasts that we saw before. Yep. And any evidence of Goliaths or I guess fucking hoof prints. I know that's a lot. I'll shut up. Sure. No. <laughs> no, that's right. Oh my god, you can adjust the, the yaw? Yeah, you know Holy that? shit. I pushed it out of the way for her dice oh. throw. So let's bring this up. It's not too much into the... There we go. So where you you push this door open, the first thing that you see is another kind of crumbling structure. It looks like maybe similar in materials to the guard tower uh, on your way up around the sort of mm-hmm. exterior of this hill here. You push this door open. Okay. And there's this sort of kind of crumbling structure. You see in front of you, these are not lit, but remnants of a campfire here that there may have been some Goliath sort of camped out in the area. And you take a brief look around and and you um, you can kind of get your bearings on where you are. So you look off the... I'm going to bring this up bigger here for a second. You look off this side and you can see this area that you guys had seen before, this little area here that had the beam that sort yeah. of Erlen tiptoed across. This over here that is the ridge where you yeah, entered the first time. Yep. In the so you came in here, oh. so you went all the way through and you've now kind of come out on the other side here okay. at this exit. Mm. So that's where you kind of come out to. All of those creatures encased in Yotus Roll are still there. They haven't moved. However, looking sort of as more lifeless than ever before. No shimmering of the eyes. No sort of blue texture in the eyes at all. We saw... How far away? We saw one of the ogre mages, right? Frozen at one point? Yes, there was a couple how of How far yeah. away was that? Um, I believe was, the one you saw was... Yeah, was right far. here. Okay. Yeah, he was like way he was far. Um, I want to look around this structure right here for new new building supplies. Okay, give me an investigation check. Okay. New. Yeah. Yes, no, that looks like it's been... Yeah, yeah. investigation. Fifteen. Fifteen. You pass through the sort of uh, archway of this crumbling structure, and it looks like this place actually might have been where they were storing quite a bit of it. There's logs in here, there's planks, there's you know, uh, wood, wood cutting, there's rope, yeah, there's yeah. wood cutting axes, okay. little hatchets. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna gather together what I think might, I could create, like a sled, you know, that okay. could... some sort of planks. They're I crude could, planks, they're not yeah. like, you know, carefully shaved down, but... Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll go back and close that door, and kind of... With s- you on the outside. Yes, me on the outside, okay. and give myself a little space where I'm, like, kind of right by the door, but I have access to all that stuff, and mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just gonna start working on a, on like a creating some kind of a, a sled and <laughs> not too much focus because I'm going to look around and listen and, and okay. try to keep I, getting him. I don't see any Goliath bodies like um, you do not see any and the fire it doesn't look like it just went out but it looks like it's been used within the past night couple hours yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so the, that's not, up, right? the ones that came down yeah, from here yeah um, so you begin work a little bit, sort of trying to put cobble together with the meager resources that you have. Mm-hmm. 
these things together. And coming out of this tunnel that led back out to the outside here, it felt like coming out of hibernation, like having been wholly consumed by the fight that was at hand, the outside world feels foreign, feels alien to you, even though you were just here not that long ago, you know, an hour, two hours ago, three, three hours ago. <laughs> I'm working up a little sweat working on this. I'll take <laughs> off my my kind of wintry, okay. see like the steam <laughs> of the sweat coming off of, of Graven's shoulders and the top of his. So in the contrast of the sort of bright sun and the muted colors, it's clear that the sun is overhead but what was once when you guys were coming up more of like a dusting has really kind of kicked up into a snowstorm would be strong but the snow's moving around it's sort of a mild snowstorm flakes kind of crisscrossing back and forth as the wind changes direction further obscured by these further obscuring the yotus creatures like a little layer of snow is sort of slowly covering them and as you look at them you think you know a couple more hours like this and they'll the evidence of them will be gone, like they'll be covered up kind of by the snow here for someone else to discover or, or just to sort of be encased in ice there, sort of preserved at this moment in time. And occasionally when there's a lull and the wind dies down, the visibility isn't too bad out here, you can actually see pretty far. But these interludes, they only last for a few seconds and then the flurry kind of kicks up once again. Um, after a while, just still working and tying knots and leveling things out, just in giant as I'm working. My brothers and sisters. I know what it is to feel loss. And I know that pull to want to recapture. To try to reach out to someone. It is not weakness to have given in. And I'm sorry that it ended this way. Give me a perception check. Ten. Ten. So focusing very intently on the task at hand, by now you've kind of pulled and strapped together a few logs. Are you trying to make a sled that you can like pull a body on? Is that the idea, Greg? Maybe, yeah, like three or four bodies sure, yeah. at a time. So two maybe kind of, two people You could. take two sort of logs that have been stripped, yeah. the bark's been stripped to use as the sort of two sort of anchoring sort of sled uh, rails, and then you lay a couple other sort of uh, layers as flat planks as you can. Again, everything being used here is pretty crudely put together. Nothing's been sort of expertly done, but you cobble together something that seems like it might serve the purpose at least for a little while before it maybe kind of falls apart. And as you sort of cobble it together, you're listening and you're letting the snow kind of sprinkle on the back of your neck and over the top of your head. A couple times you touch the top of your head and the snow falls off the top. And as you're looking around while this is happening, you see no movement at all. There's no signs of Marcus, no signs of Goliaths, no nothing. It's all just kind of empty. In fact, the stillness is even amplified by the Yotas for all creatures. Like, it feels like almost a pause in time as you're looking out here. And the other thing that you think about as you're looking out is you do see, as the wind dies and the snow just stops so you can see a little bit better visibility, there is a couple entrances into the mountain that you didn't 
look into, but when you guys found the correct way pretty quickly, and you sort of look down at one point off the edge of the cliff, and you see one more sort of door entrance into the mountain, and then you look up, and you guys didn't get all the way to the top, but you saw kind of a fire further up, and like your mind just kind of wanders and wonders sort of what's there, but you don't see any motion. You don't see any sort of doors opening or closing or anything to that effect. Could I, which way do these doors open? Um, that I came out of? The ones you came out of? Yeah. Out, outside. So you pushed them open when you came outside. Can I? <laughs> have I kind of finished my More rudimentary? Less, yeah. Can I? <laughs> it's a double door? Yeah. Close one of them and try to lean the other one up on the inside of it and then close the other one to basically hope that if somebody were to open this door, mm-hmm. it would like cause a noise, a, a, a commotion. Yes, not booby trapped What are you leaning door. up against it, sorry? The the sled that Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So can. just, again, not booby trapped or locked, but just in a way that yeah. noise would be made. Nobody could open this door stealth. Sure, yes. <laughs> yeah, and except for maybe me. <laughs> yes, you push the sled okay. up against the... Up against the what is the closest one of those doors? Um, the one yeah, let's come back to the map here for a second. So... You know, during your ascent, you guys had seen this one down here, sort of one way down there. And then you had seen also remnants of a campfire like further up. And um, there's a there's also one there. So there's one, that one's closer, you know, up, it's basically just kind of up this ridge here and then right there. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start climbing up a little bit and see. Also, because I'm trying to see, is there even a path to drag bodies to what would be the top here? Give me a um, athletics check. Athletics. Seven. Seven. As you start to climb that steeper slope here, yeah, it's too icy. It is like rock hard. A couple times you try to get a handhold on something, and it almost either breaks apart in your hand or there's nothing to grab onto. So your fingertips on the ice there. It seems like to get up there. You have to kind of take the long way and then back up. I mean, there's no easy way from where you are to to get up there. What about... What about back kind of northeast up? Is there a path? That's where I'm saying you just tried to climb. And it looks like less distance, but it's so icy that, you know, to to pull something up there or even get up yourself is rather difficult. (laughs) I'll, um... <laughs> Sorry, zoom out again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna come back to the larger map here also. Uh, what were you looking for there? Um, this was one door the down door here. The door that didn't go in was way down yep. there. Oh my god. You could kind of walk along this ridge here. Yeah, I'll go down. I'll go down there. Okay. Yeah. Graven takes him, starts to move along there, and because it's kind of hops down and there is a path there, it looks like it's going to be harder to come back up than it is to go down. Not impossible, but yep. right now you're just kind of scooting down, sort of piece by piece as you get further and further down. So mm-hmm. as that's happening, I'm going to say, given the time, sort of make the sled and a little bit of exploring, Orby, you finish your watch. Okay. Just going to get up, go over to Erland, give a little shake. Mm-hmm. It's your turn. Okay. Uh, nearly dead, but yes. Yeah, I get you. Arlen's gonna hug Orba. Just hold her. <sighs> okay. We 
Thanks, Safira, in a couple hours. Yeah. Sleep well, Oba. Hey. Um, you want to do in the room while you're <laughs> Yeah, once. Spoons, you. I'll, uh. It's very cute. Uh, once she falls asleep, I'll open the. Oh, I guess that door's blown off. I'll, I'll go. I'll be in the main room where she was in. resting. Yeah, so can, I'll go. You can do there. that without opening. Um, <laughs> after I close the door, then uh, I'm gonna sort of walk into the main room where the fight happened and just sort of try and maybe piece together bits and pieces of what happened after I went down. I'll go over to the spot where I went down, where yeah. Safira went down. You stand in that spot, you kind of look into Don't the room, and almost, yeah, just sort of, yeah. like you said, trying to piece it together. You look to your left, you see that pillar across the room crumble, like yeah. up, blown through with one of the beams oh, of ice. And you look a little further down the hall, there looks like another one, not quite in such a state of decay, but pieces of these pillars coming apart. You look up at the ceiling, and part, one part of it has buckled a little bit, where the pillar's no longer kind of holding it up, but and it's not actively sort of falling apart. I'll see you know, the vomit over by the cold light <laughs> and sort of maybe piece together a bit of where that came from. But over at the place where sort of I see Safira, I'll sort of like kneel down a little bit and I'll think back to um, what uh, Cypress and Barry said to Erland about probably not having much time left. And sort of like looking at the path he ran and the decision to try and save Safira, knowing that I might die as well. Sort of look around the area and this would have been fine. <laughs> like maybe touch the ground a little bit, and then sort of just sit there and keep watching this corner where you can see both entrances. As you put your hand down and then sort of lower yourself down to the floor, you then pick your arms up to cross your arms and you see, and you know there's blood on your hand there where you picked it up from the floor after you sort of touched the ground. Going in the chest. <sighs> this would have been fine. Begins his watch. Grave. Walk past a creature kind of on your right there. Let me bring up the. Uh, uh, sorry, you passed by a couple creatures and now you see one of those yetis in front of you that's again sort of encased in the Yota's Frol and you're right there at sort of the base where these two doors are. And you hear once again just the wind pushing against them. Can I like. Kind of steady the door with one hand and listen in. Give me a percent. The other. Is <laughs> on uh, eleven. Eleven. No sound at all, other than the rattling of the door. Nothing. Uh, taking care because uh, I think I maybe I didn't see, but <laughs> checking, making sure there's not going to be a trap. <laughs> here. Uh, you don't see anything. Yeah. You heard me go. We oh. heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Chunk. Um, yeah. I'm gonna open that door slowly. <laughs> push the door open. It actually takes quite a bit of effort. This one, it's not a push, it opens again yeah. to the outside, and with the wind blowing against oh. it, you have to pull it, and finally, once it reaches kind of past 45 degrees, flies open. You look into the interior. And this area, kind of like the first area you went into, has a few shoddy tents, like Goliaths were sleeping in here at night or sort of whenever, and they're sort of crudely hung over these planks of wood or, or branches that they've sort of carved out here. But you look at this room, and the thought occurs to you as you're seeing what's in here that this is maybe where the Goliaths forsook 
forsook, forsaken, where they've forsaken their material possessions after they um, sort of were enthralled by the cold light walker, anything they didn't need on their person. Oh boy. You see pouches of gold lying around, pieces of jewelry, some basic weapons, some armor, blankets, furs, ropes, anything that they didn't need to serve the Cold Light Walker, they kind of tossed in this room that sort of piled in here. Um, gonna go through their things. Do I see, <laughs> do I see a spear anywhere? You do see a spear. There's a number of weapons here. Okay, but not, mm, there's like a number of spears? Yes. Uh, there's not like any distinct spear that looked like it was <laughs> more well investigation loved. check in general. <laughs> I, I guess that's all. So you need long arms and long <laughs> no, hair. They're all gone. Spears. <laughs> Maybe a spear with like some long hairs tied to it. Um, sorry, investigation. Uh, five. Five, yeah. You see nothing that matches that description. The only thing that stands out in the pile of weapons that's kind of been tossed to the side there's a few, there's a number of very basic weapons. Some spears, some hand axes, a couple short swords, and then one weapon that is a rather unique and not of Goliath design. It looks like maybe bought, stolen, or raided. It looks like an elven weapon. <gasps> it's Ooh, a double-bladed scimitar. Like, it has a handle in the middle and blades on both Oh, sweet. Ends. Can you pick that up? <laughs> uh, if it stands out, I may... It, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty good. You know, it's not perfect. You're pretty good at telling if an item's, like, magical. Mm. It doesn't seem that way, but okay. it seems like a unique weapon. Yeah. Like, something you don't see every day. Certainly um, has some craftsmanship value to it. Right. I guess first I'm looking for <laughs> any potions. Okay. Um, and then how much gold I can gather. Okay. Uh, and... Yeah, any magical components. Um, no potions that you see. Oh. At a couple times, you see some pieces of broken glass. It seems even in their sort of servant state, maybe they would have used those if they were, like even if to just yeah. to serve the Cold Light Walker further, they might yeah. have kept themselves in good health. Okay. There's about a dozen pouches of gold that have just been discarded because they didn't need money. I'm gonna take my pouch and <laughs> go around and... <laughs> Looks like it was about 230 gold. Ooh! Over the court, you know, in a number of different paths. So you take one pouch. Yeah. Take another one. I will gather that. <laughs> no, we're get, not. We are not. Do we get money for protecting Morva? Um, There's a couple of simple gold bracelets, a pair of gold bracelets that don't have any like distinct charms or markings, but just sort of okay. possibly of value. Yeah. Uh, and if I put those on mm -hmm. with those... That's fine. Okay. Jewelry doesn't yeah. take... I think that's in the trivial category. Two gold bracelets. Yeah, see. sort of simple gold bracelets. Yeah. And then you Stick push on. one of the tent flaps aside at one point, and in there looks like some discarded armor. There's a couple of basic shields mm -hmm. that are in there, and you pick up one of the shields, sort of <laughs> falls over to the side, kicks up a bunch of snow, and underneath a couple of the shields looks like a set of half-plate armor, Ooh. which is... A full set of half plate. Oh, um, is that heavy armor? It is medium armor. <gasps> so wearable by both you and Sapphira, both of you are proficient in medium armor. Would that have any more benefit than scale mail? Perhaps. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps Ooh. a wee. Oh. You would be aware of sort of armor. So <laughs> yes. I think scale mail is 14 plus your dexterity. Half plate is 15 plus your dexterity. <gasps> what do you have? 
I'm gonna see if it. I'm gonna see if it fits. It's Goliath armor, so it does fit. Damn it! Um, <laughs> you know, not perfectly. You might take it somewhere to get it fitted, but, but yeah, it definitely fits. Oh, but I got that. Oh, I just got all that nice padding that, that my my buddy oh, in yeah. uh, Navikapura got me. Dang it! Can I move that padding to the other one? Not really. No. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it on. I'm gonna uh, piece by piece. Well, like very ritually, kind of kneel down before it and, and give like a. I will use this in good faith. Thank you. Just kind of individually take off each piece. For fucking 17 now? Look at you. So as you're doffing your armor and donning the new armor, that's where we're gonna take a little break. Oh. Oh. Raven sitting in his pile of red. He's <laughs> got a little crown and like just sitting in a pile of gold. Like, new armor, bracelet. You guys come out, you're like, where did Graven go? He's like, no. Oh a couple God. new earrings. I fashion all the, the weapons into like a little it's throne. Like, I was getting rich. <laughs> King of the fucking mountain, baby. Yeah. So slowly working oh, our that. way out of uh, out of um, the Cold Light Walker's burial chamber, oh. picking up the pieces, gathering our things, gathering our strength, perhaps most importantly, oh. with Marcus in the back of our minds. Stop it! Nope, that's where we're okay. going to take a little Okay, feels so bad He's for him. He's very sad. I worth. Mm? I mm. guys. I mean, you could have waited until we woke up or. Four hours, maybe? You're right. No, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm okay with the decision. I just feel bad for him. I just think he's going to come back and. I was playing games with him. Kick us in the hook. I was playing games with him. I'm giving the niece to somebody else. I'm fine. Passing off responsibility. Every time we fall asleep, he's like, hello. Jesus. I feel bad, but I don't regret it. You could have brought up, you could have told him your own game. It's called Squeeze Your Eyes Real Tight and Count to Ten. It's called Feed Friends the Berry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who can feed the most berries yeah. to my friends? To be fair, yeah. we tried the quiet game on him. He did not bite. You could have opened our mouths and been like, who can get one in from back here? All right. Don't put solid yeah. objects okay. in yeah. Anything in your mouth or your body. Any other feedback? You don't really want it. Um, Being awake and alive. Thank you. Thank We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. God damn it. We'll do the usual thing. Um, quick 10 minute break. Video. Then yeah, videos and recaps and all that kind of good stuff. Thank Thanks you guys as always out. for hanging out. Yeah. And when we come back, let's gather the party and see where we're off to next. Can one of you please carry these healing potions? My collection of keys has expanded considerably, and you never know when one may come in handy. Oh, welcome back. Would you by any chance have any room to carry my potions? According to my slot system, I'm overburdened. You don't have a slot system for your inventory, you say? Well, if you head to our Patreon and become a big notch patron or higher, you can implement the inventory system we use here at Tabletop Notch into your own adventure. There are new homebrew elements from our campaign updated every month. Find out how it works at patreon.com slash tabletopnotch. Need new traveling gear? You can also now buy your very own Tabletop Notch merch at tabletopnotch.myshopify.com. Now, before you return to the story, how about you take this portable ram off my hands? Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a wonderful break. I should I was gonna warm. It wasn't supposed to be like a reveal. Ha! Meant to do it on break. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Um, we're again, for those of us for those of you just joining us, gathering our strength and uh, getting ready to 
head to our next destination, really, once we oh, figure out. Didn't think we'd ever make it. Nope. Trying to get a little bit of rest in as best we can before oh, we, um, before we continue on to the north and to the yeah, coast. To head to okay. Building. Before we dive back in, before please we dive back do in. the usual thing. Let's fucking go. Crazy Loach, give back 10 community subs. Oh. Jack Rapper, oh. give it 10 community subs. Zagoody's resubscribed. Oh. Roars, it's Kira, resubscribed. Oh. Uh, Scrubs oh. Hannock, resubscribed. Oh. Kevin Trey, res- uh, gave out a sub. Oh. Jack Rapper Power did 10 community subs. Oh. Bits might not be working. Let's refresh oh. the page. Here we go. Ali Slayer did 100 bits. Ali Slayer. It's not working with three gifted. Honestly, I'm not Ali Slayer's done 200 bits. Crazy Loach did 100 bits. Ali Slayer did 100 bits. Ali Slayer did another 100 bits. You all are absolutely fantastic. Hope someone gave Orb a bit. For smacking Marcus. Nah, just shade, bro. You did get for smacking that valley. That's what they call it, smacking the valley. Oh, that's I when you throw it. all five dice. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. Smacking oh. the valley. Smacking the valley. All right. Yeah. So we return to, and I can even bring up the little map here. We return to this room that Graven has wandered into that had the sort of discarded, unneeded remnants of these Goliath's lives, sort of looking into the armor and the furs and the jewelry that they left behind. And it, again, sort of hits you in waves just how consumed they were, that they didn't even just stop what they were doing to help the walker. They cast off all sort of material possessions and fully almost committed themselves to this creature. That sort of, as you're pushing through all the belongings, that they weren't carrying on them, you know, on their person, that just sort of makes makes an impression on you as you see them. Here, any any writings, any books? No, nothing of that kind. Okay. And and personal effects, uh, like, don't wouldn't have any meaning to me even if they had like. Yeah, there's a couple of pieces of jewelry, and yeah. again, there might be personal effects that yeah. it sort of didn't mean anything. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll sling. I'll put this my scale mail like in my pack for now. Um, yeah, have the space I'm, to carry that. Well, I'm missing. There's two broken bear traps, right? Yeah. So, oh. uh, is is a set of armor uh, like a medium sized? It's a large size. Mm-hmm. Set of armor. Well, that would take that slot of the two bear traps. So yep. I, I will stick that in my bag for now. Uh, put almost like a sort of a rope around it, so you can kind of sling it over the side of your shoulder. Yeah. The bag there. Yeah. We got lots of open slots now. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. We have no positions. <sighs> that next door that we haven't gone through, if I come back out, how close uh, How close am I to that? That that one way up that you it tried to get out? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. wasn't close. Um, so are you, you're coming back outside after? I'm going to come back outside. Okay. Give me a perception check as you return. And again, as soon as you sort of push the doors open. Uh, 11. 11. Okay. As you come outside this time, you have... Uh, <laughs> I look at the map here. You're looking kind of out there. You're looking in a um, an eastern direction in the Sky Bowl, sort of further east. So you guys came all the way from the western side. You were working your way further and further east. So the part that you're looking at is actually parts that you guys haven't traveled through at all. Kind of look out in the distance. And it's the wind sort of obscuring any kind of sound or anything else that you know you might hear or, or see. And then there's something else that's just sort of incongruous with just the usual things that come with weather, the the stinging cold and the sounds of trees kind of groaning and cracking with each of the sort of strong gusts of wind that come through. A sound that maybe is even a little bit concerning. (gasps) 
stop. As you try and concentrate and focus as much as you can to push out the wind, it's something like very intermittent. Like if you weren't standing outside for a little while, it would almost sound like it was just one thing and then gone. Like it, there's long pauses in between them. And you hear it in the distance, a heavy sort of thumping. Each time. Get down to the ground and put my hand on the ground and just really kind of put your hand in your way. Feel. And a little bit of vibration. Each time. Long gaps between the steps. Okay. Can I... Can I see off of this thing that we're on here? Yeah. I mean, you can't see, like, directly below, but yeah. you can see off in the distance. Yeah. Do I see, like, any patches of trees kind of getting rustled? Give me a perception check. 22. 22. You look off into the distance and... You see nothing sort of unusual. In fact, you're you're searching your memory for the without taking it out, like the topographical map that you were given. Yeah. And you remember where the kind of peaks are. You you remember that there's like another one a little further east, and then a little one to the east, to the southeast a little bit, two further peaks. You get your eyes on that first one, see your eyes on the second one. And then between those two is like an almost shorter peak that you don't remember from the map. And through all the snow, it's hard to see, you know, exactly what it is, but a shadowed kind of figure. And again, this is a yeah. long ways away. You're looking down from the, but between those two peaks to the east, another one in the middle, sort of a shorter peak that. If I, I was going to say, can I focus yes, beyond it and see if it's mo it's moving? It yeah. ever so slowly. Oh my god. I'm gonna, I, no. And slow and yeah. deliberate way, again, you're seeing it, but seeing it like you can see a mountain far yeah. away. And again, it's not as tall as the mountains, but something enormous wandering between east. the far peaks in the east, yeah. Um, on that topographical map, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, here, I can, um, I Fuck <laughs> you guys. That's what great. That is not gonna be. What if we stay inside? We'll just go back to sleep. It's fine. You cross giants open doors. We'll, we'll we just, have to go. We'll just go to, no, All right. So, no, so here's the topographical map. If yeah. we're in like E2, <laughs> you guys are on the this top yeah. of this here. Yeah. So you're looking out in this direction. And then, so, so the one peak is there, one peak is there, and something smaller but Ugh. big is. Are like, you sure we're there? We couldn't be kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to go north. Where's there, the right? compass? We couldn't go. We couldn't be like, like several plus signs she west of that. You don't think? What's her fucking name? So, said head north with the sapphire shrubs. We, I mean. Yeah, let's go to where the sapphire shrubs. Could go northeast, but nice. anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
gonna, um... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of quickly make my way, still keep going and go up to that, see if I can find an easier path to that top. Okay, give me another top row. Eleven. You get again, once again, kind of up to that part where it gets a little steeper and moves further up. Without maybe a like rope ladder or some climbing equipment, it doesn't look easily accessible. You're not. You can't see from here how even the Goliaths kind of got up there. It's, it, it starts to get steeper and icier the further you go up, and it doesn't look easily accessible. All right. I'm gonna make my way back to where I. Uh, that door I came out of. With the, sh- or with the sled pushing against it. Is, am I closer now to the door that we went in? Probably about the same, honestly. Oh. Just All right, then I'll go back to the to the one we first went in. Okay. So um, leaving the sled up against the other yeah, door? Right. Against the other door. Yeah. You make your way across those little beams once again, kind of looking down, and then you slide. You're not, like, truly sliding, but carefully moving along that ledge that takes you back. And sort of a little deja vu kicks in as you're walking down the tunnel there and you take a right and you see the set of double doors that you first kicked open and started the battle right here in that very spot. And you find Erland sitting on the floor in the uh, chamber. Erland, hold your breath and put your hand to the ground. Is this some god riddle? Do it! Give me a perception check. Oh. 14. 14. For a moment, you wait and feel nothing. And then... Some kind of vibration in the ground. I think the frost, frost giant, giant is approaching from the east. I think I've seen it. How far away? How much time do we have? It we doesn't... I need another three hours. Severe to rest. Oh. Three hours. It could be here in three hours. We could easily cover that distance in three hours. Do any, if we, are we safest in here or do we need to move before rest? You've seen what it does to the surrounding area. Yes, but we're not in the surrounding area. We're inside. I don't know anything about frost giants. Are we safe inside? I don't think so. It, the, okay, the path that we took up... The, it's like a winding path Thin around. Sort of, yeah, trail around. Yep. Could, could the frost giant walk up that, do I think? Um, From what no, I saw. It's too big. No, but what your worry is, as you guys saw when you were first approaching this hill, yeah. like the force of the vibrations caused like little mini avalanches. Oh my like God, pieces man. of the hill fell. The collapsed. If, if it comes in this direction, this whole peak could be un- in danger. I say we set out northeast quietly and quickly. We need to move quickly. And Erlen's gonna get up and rush into the room. Okay. Um, and I'm going to like gently wake Safira. Uh, uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna follow you. Uh, get Orba, I'll get Safira. What's up? Oh, she's um, up. Yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's um, quiet, quiet, Orba. 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 No, listen. Listen, the frost giant is approaching from the east. I think we need to leave and leave quickly. Hang on, what? Yes, I feel it. I can feel the vibrations in here. Okay. The building, shh. It's okay. It has been an hour. If you guys want to short rest or use anything from a short rest, I you may. I still have no idea. Not even a one. Nope. 
I have two, so I'm gonna roll my two. Hit That's points. not true. You, you do one at a time. You leveled up. You leveled up. Have an unspent. Oh, we. Oh, because that mean oh, I have character. another one. Too. Do I have hit an extra dice? One? Yes. You just didn't get the hit points because you were unconscious, but okay. you have you a one at a time. So I. That means I get one more hit dice. So I have three if I had two. Yes. Okay. Great. Oh wait, wait, because we. I saw my level five sheet here. It says. Total hit dice five d eight. Do I have six total? Like as my max? Yes. As your okay. Max. So I gained one. Yep. And then uh, when you level up your and you're like wait for it and have HP, do you get that? Yeah. HP? You. So we rolled for HP before right. the show. What did you roll for that in uh, your form? Nine. So you have nine, nine additional more hit points. HP. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to. And then you have an additional hit die as well. Jesus. Fuck. Oh, it's an eight, motherfucker! Plus constitution! Yeah. All right, babies. <laughs> yes. Frosty! Frosty the giant. Get out of here. I'm at 23 so. HP. Nice. And I have no hit dice. Hey, that's a respectable... 23 HP? I mean... Four fucking HP. One, one bad uh, sled session. Okay. Okay. Um... um go northeast. Look, we have to be strategic about this. We have to be quiet. If it sees us, it can target us. We can't take that right now. So we need to get I think out. we are small enough that if we go maybe around a, a peak to the to the north and stay out of its line you of sight. You saw it, Graven, so we have to chart a path away from it. Away You'll from see it, too, when you get out there. Fuck! Erlen's going to take a deep, deep breath, put his hands together, and... Use holes of body and we could also say on that note that you mentioned a second ago, um, a giant, unless you antagonized it in some way, might not even, cons- like, it might not even be able to see you, yeah. like it won't even concern itself with you. The, the risk is simply that it it's walking through, through might, through, yes, yeah. it, like, it could crush you without a thought, but it might not concern itself with you if you don't, you know, give it any reason to. We, we might be as insignificant to him as an animal running through. Okay, we, we, we have move, to move. We move quickly to the north, yes? I, well, Towards the sapphire north, shrubs. Northeast, yes. Yes. Okay, okay, let's go. Northeast, she said? She said north. Uh, I have a note. North would be a different coast, but I have a... No, 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 it's northeast. It's above... The blue plants in the northeast. Yeah. By F. Yeah. Oh, it was once we get to F. Yes. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Last minute things here in the chamber before you guys head back outside. I'm going to go over to. Where's Arval? Uh, he's up against the pillar there. He's he remember still, got picked up. <sighs> yeah. Is there a. I'm going to. Does he still have uh, clothes that I could rip a. a yeah, he's wearing ratty sort ratty. of clothes here. Yeah. I'll try to I'll raise a fur like piece off and you know reaching up to him and I'm just gonna like just kind of swaddle his head his broken yes his um, eye sockets are broken yeah, his skull and the eye sockets and just wrap it up and like reach up and hold my hands on on his head and rest. Which exit, Craven? One more of those vibrations and... Which leave. exit? We have to leave now. The one the one we did not come in. I'm, gonna, I'm starting to head for it with Orba. I'm like, I've got my arm kind of around Orba and I'm with her. Great. 
So Orba, Severe kind of with Orba leading the way and Erlen and Graven kind of right up behind. You guys move up that staircase, turn right. Again, turn right, see the set of doors in front of you. Graven, or Severe and Orba get up to the door there and you move to push and there's something kind of blocking, it feels heavy. And you sort of push against it, yeah. and it's it's giving, but you're surprised, kind of, just by the fact that it doesn't kind of immediately open. Erland will throw his whole body into Wait, it. I'll go with him. And with the four of you all pushing forward, you hear kind of, <laughs> and a as trap. the sled kind of hits the ground, <laughs> makes a big puff of of uh, snow. It's mine. It's mine. I put it there. Okay, we have to keep going. Yes. As you get outside, that wind. <laughs> The snow crisscrossing across your face, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So, yeah. as you start to move, are you heading back towards that same spot where you guys came up to this summit, to the little pathway? Oh God, we can't sled down this summit. It's like, it's like sheer. It's sheer. pretty sheer. Yeah, we have to. I was able to. I went to one of the other doors. I found over 200 gold as well as this armor. There is one more door that we could check very quickly before we go down. Check in the hopes of it being a way down? Supplies, or? no, something. No, uh, is that, do I see the door? It's like right there, right? It's not right like, I mean, it's like distance-wise pretty close, but it's pretty steep up, right? Yeah, it's not super far no, away. Erlen's gonna give no, it no. one go. I'll, we don't waste time. Yeah, I'm trying to boost athletics. He's fast, he can catch up with it's us. It's not that fast. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> athletics? Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> unable to do Even with Graven pushing you, you're not able to even find a handhold on anything. You just slide down each time. Guys, this is a waste of time. Please, oh, yeah. let's get down Graven. the mountain. Let's move. Okay, let's go, let's go. You guys move. You move down that little trail that Graven followed to get to that set of doors that was a little further down. You're moving past some of the creatures encased in the Otis roll that are very quickly getting covered up with frost. You move through the trees there and back to where it kind of, there's a little ledge off, there's a little drop off, and then it starts to spiral down, that little path that leads down the mountain. You get to just where the path starts to, again, sort of spiral and turn down the mountain. And you hear some other sounds that are even more immediately concerning to you. Something very sharp, like snapping twigs. You recall back to when you first saw this peak from a distance, the steep sheets of rock and ice with piles of snow at the base, evidence that as something passed through, the vibrations weakened the structure of the hill itself, causing cracks and avalanches. And these similar vibrations are no different. And an already compromised landscape is groaning as it struggles to keep from breaking apart. You hear the ice cracking and starting to just loosen a little bit as you're moving down the path. And this is hardly the tallest summit within the Eastern Sky Bowl, but it's still a long way down. And the precipitous slopes make you just worry about it came to a fall, even where you would come down to a fall to. So you hear that cracking, and you're just at the edge. You're out the path, where are you guys going? Heading down? This isn't something we could sled down the path, is it? You probably could, the problem is it's basically a continuous curve, so if you've got too much speed, you, you might whoosh, yeah. go flying uh, off just keep sprinting. So possible, but you'd have to find some way to kind of anchor yourself to the wall in some way. Being the fastest, Erlen's just gonna start to We sprint. have to run, we have okay. to run, we have Here to we run. Go. Okay, run! Okay, you guys start to move. So what's the, Erlen was ahead, what's the order behind I'll that? I'll be behind him, I'm assuming with the Orba behind me. Okay, so Raven right. taking up the rear. All right. So, you guys are moving down the path here. 
And in haste, you start down the path. You begin the long, arduous spiral down the hillside here. Every hurried step kicks up a puff of snow that with the four of you clamoring to descend from a distance, it would almost look like a little cloud sort of moving down the hill. You're thankful that your heavy coats are on given the temperature, but breathing in the air while you're running feels like needles in your nose and the back of your throat. Just another bit of sensory overload to add to the cracking and the rumbling, the fatigue and the muscle aches, the barely closed wounds held together with bandages and prayer. You start to get further down the trail and maybe 200 feet in front of you, a chunk of the mountain fissures and starts to break off, cascading off to the left, and it leaves only a thin strip of kind of pathway left. And you kind of, Erlen sees that sort of breaking off as he's getting up to it. So there is still a strip left, but it's very thin as you get up to it. So immediately everyone's sort of down. So we're trying to get in between the thing. Okay. Give me a, a, a if everyone's following him right away, everybody yeah. give me um, either athletics or acrobatics. Yeah, can't slow down. Oh my 14. god. 16. Well, that's bad. Um, five, and also Orb is gonna cast Blade Ward on herself. Okay, great. Um, so as, oh yes, that's oh, a new okay. thing. One uh, for it's us. just a, uh, uh, until the end of your next turn, you have resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Oh, dealt by weapon attacks, Never mind. But I guess like a falling tree could be a weapon. That's not a weapon. Oh, okay. <laughs> never mind. She doesn't. She thinks about it and she's like, no way. I don't know these spells. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's okay. So as you start to get further along this little path, Erlen slips through very easily and sort of motions to the next person. Sephira's next up. And as Orb is moving across, she slips just a little bit and Sephira and Graven both grab <laughs> her and like pull her back up onto the uh, ledge there. Okay, careful. Careful, please. Thank you. We're not dying now. We are not gonna die now. Keep moving. Go. I am not dying on this fucking mountain. And as you're <laughs> holding Sephira and Erlen's kind of waiting for you, something shifts off to the east and you all look out and you see just a shadow figure. You can't make out the sort of details of it. It's literally just sort of a blur behind a blanket of snow moving slowly back and forth between the two peaks. So you guys move even further. Another revolution, and finally the gate and the watchtower come into view. The support beams that the Goliaths hastily erected, doing everything they can to sort of keep the structure from giving in and sinking down. The watchtower is not looking quite as vertical as it once was. It's almost like tilted off to the left. And you curse yourselves as you see that the gate is still down and blocking your path as you guys left it. So early run running that. ahead, yeah. you see that? So there's the lever that was kind of over by the watchtower, the gate's down. What do you guys do? I'll speak Raven, get the, the gate to the gate and try to give me an athletics check. Uh if if the gate isn't like all the way up or all the way down, does it descend or can it like if you're mechanically moving it, can it hang like halfway? Um it can hang halfway. Okay, okay. Yeah. 15. 15. I'm kind of behind. Orba, run! Erlen, to go! Move through, move through. Yeah, yeah. Moving. Running and doing a little slide under the door. She slides underneath, and finally the hat. gate is gets like up, you know, three quarters of the way. Yeah. Everyone, the other people have slipped through. Is it, if I let go, does it move? If What are you doing? I'm gonna, I, no, I, I'm gonna with yeah. her. I'm, Can I'm holding reach it. it? Yes, Raven, let go! To brace it, yep. I'll let go. Everybody I'll... give me athletics check. Oh. Oh. Fuck! Three? Okay, okay, okay. Fuck. 
16. 16. Six. <laughs> ah! Kind of buckles under the weight, and Sephira gives it everything she has. <laughs> um, both Erland and Orba, as the gate, the little prongs of the gate slip in your hand and cut down the side. <laughs> weapon? Uh, not a weapon. <laughs> Damn it. Oh my god. Uh, oh, my D4s are all naked. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, great. good thing I did. Oh, oh, you guys body. take three piercing damage <laughs> as it scrapes down your arm, and Sephira's holding it as best as <laughs> Finally, Graven gets over there. <laughs> And the gate <laughs> crashes behind, and, and with the force Keep of the going. gate that hits the ground, everybody's running down the path as fast as they can. You hear more of that ice cracking as you continue to move down. Another revolution, the next obstacle comes into view that you think you might be, you're kind of at this point on the west-facing portion of the hill, like looking out west, because again, you're going around in circles. There's a perpendicular separation that's tilted the path. So if this was the path, it broke and is now like this. So it slopes up and then there's a drop off. And this path is sort of slick and icy as it moves up. And the first person to get there, Erland, you're like, you can tell right away that you're like slipping on the ice. I need everyone acrobatics checks for everybody. Oh my God. No more with these dice. Oh my God. Eight. Nine. Nineteen. Eleven. Eleven. Orba leading the charge, sort of invigorated a little bit with her Reaper energy. She scoots up and then you think for a moment and you weren't the first one to reach and you look back and people have, you're sliding kind of down this icy path. I have um, an ice axe, an ice hand axe in my bag. As Graven starts to slide, pulls that out, sticks it in. And try to reach back with one hand to somebody. He reaches back, grabs Sephira, and then (sighs) Sephira reaches back, grabs Erland, and you make like a little chain there. And Orba, you're at the top, and your hand is like on the edge where that precipice was, and then there's a drop after that. So you can see Graven, like pendulum swing, run back and forth and pendulum up to that edge. Okay. Oh yeah, Erland is gonna uh, Mm. give me athletics, acrobatics. Anything you want to do while he's trying to do that? Um, I'm gonna take okay. one of my crampons out and just have it in my okay. like hands, so okay. I can like fist climb kind of with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventeen. Dirty twenty. Twenty-one. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> and like a clock swinging. Erlen gets up to the side, and for a moment, so you're running along the side, yeah. and then you get to the wall, so you actually run along the wall <laughs> awesome. for a second. How long of a drop is it down, roughly? Uh, so you get up to the edge, kind of where Orb yeah. is, and it looks like it's about 20 feet down. Okay, Erlen's going to uh, let himself go over the edge and hang on. Okay, shh, Climb down. Climb down me so it's not a long drop. Hold on! Uh, I gotta make sure everybody gets here. Uh, what Did is the real? Graven pulls Sephira up, yep, and then Graven... I can, yeah... Pulls himself up the rest of yeah, the way. Yeah, or was gonna like try to make a leg available, anything that's yeah. gonna make that yes. just a slightly yep. quicker Graven, experience. Using your clothing to sort of get grip on, you pull yourself Graven, up to the edge. Put there. the axe in so I can hold it. Sterling's gonna grab the onto the axe, climb down so it's not a big fall for you. Okay, I'm gonna start climbing down. So you go down, Erland, you grab him by the shoulders and then the waist and then the legs, so it's about a 10 foot drop the rest of the way. Let go. Let go. Give me an acrobatics check. Uh, 18. 18, nimbly landing on your feet, and you look back up. Who's next? Or the next. Or the next. I'll put the hey, well, I'm down. In and I'll start I'm kind of like down. waiting to break no, the wall. No offense, Goliath. <laughs> release from, happens, uh, from Erlen's legs. Give me an acrobatics check. Acrobatics. Does she get it with advantage if I'm down with four? Easier check. Four. So she falls, and she's falling kind of flat instead of vertically down. And Zephyr, who's there to catch her, you get her legs, but it like pulls oh, her back. No. Oh. The two of you kind of topple. 
<laughs> and Orbit hits her head a little bit there. You're on HP, kid. Uh, you take two bludgeoning damage okay. as you hit the sort of hard ground below, and Graven's the last one. Quickly, Graven! Down him. And as Graven starts to climb down, you can keep, you can feel the axe kind of. Give me an acrobatics check. Natural twenty. Graven puts like a loop and then lets himself like fireman slide down Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> and you just let your weight do the work and you hit the ground like solidly there. Then the Erlen's gonna take one hand so he's holding onto the edge, mm-hmm. unhook the axe, yeah. and <sighs> drop. And with slow fall as well, Erlen easily able to drop down right. without a problem. Axe back to Graven. Keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. Ah. Continue to run around this path. One more trip all the way around the mountain. And even with the storm, you're starting to see the base of the Sky Bowl down below. Tops of trees sticking out through the freezing mist that give you the hope that you're going to make it down before the intensity of the vibrations brings the whole damn thing down. You might have gotten slightly turned around at this point, but looking at the topography, you think that the view off the cliffside is looking north at this point. So you've curled further around, and now, like, if you look off the cliff, you think you're facing north. It's like a very tantalizing, almost taunting you look into where you're trying to get to, but you're not quite there yet. Finally, one more (laughs) deafening crack, and your eyes widen as you watch the path before you just start to disintegrate like water crashing over a sandcastle where the waves leave nothing behind. A quick evaluation tells you you have two options. You can try and leap across this part that crumbled. There's like path and then crumbled and then more paths. You can try and make the jump or as you look at the snow kind of settling, it's not fast moving and it's making like a long slope. Your thought occurs to you as your bags are jostling behind you. Quickly board down the middle. Of that. Guards oh, out. Strap in. I hate these things. Never get all your boards again. and slip, you like scoop yourself oh, no. up to the edge and you watch it. It's the first time you've been moving that you're looking down at like an okay. um, in motion kind of snow drift thing. Fuck. It's like surfing. I'm gonna go first. I'm just gonna jump on. Follow me! <laughs> so here's the first one down. Who's next? Oh. Go, go, go. Oh. Erland, all right. Okay, Erland. Go, go. Oh, fucking go! Okay, I need everybody to give me acrobatics checks. No! Or athletics, whichever. Ooh, hooray! <laughs> 17. 24. 15. 15. Nice. 22. Sort of harkening oh. back to the last time you guys were moving down the hillside, and it, I think that one was a disaster. It was. Yes. You steady yourselves, you focus on the terrain ahead of you, you never look down at the board, you look where you're trying to go, and you watch as Safira carves to one side, to the other side, and right behind her, Erlen, and then Orba, and Graven, and in a, like a perfect kind of S formation, you yeah. yes, back do. forth, yeah. and a couple times, because of the way it's sort of disintegrating and crumbling, it becomes kind of deep for a moment there, Sephira, who's in the front, it gets up like almost to your knees. Oh, I hate that. On the snow. She starts to move a little bit slower, and everyone gets into this thick portion of the snow, and for a while, you're not sure if you're going to kind of get deeper, like it's rising oh, and rising, no, 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 and then no, finally, no, no, no. you feel something more solid, and yeah. poof, you burn out of the bottom, and now the trees are at your level. So you're down at the bottom of the sky bowl here. Trees whipping by you, and everyone to give me one more of your preference acrobatic track. Uh, Which way you said we were facing north? Yes, like you, you straight just, north. You just slid north. Yeah, like pretty much straight north. Mind you, me too. I took twenty. 
I rolled a 19. <laughs> 19 and 3, that's 20. And speed to where it flattens out. She hits where that part is, and that's with a full kidding. 360 spin, she like. <laughs> and she comes down and she watches Graven and Orba. And then Erlen. Looking to each other, breathing hard, and making sure that everyone's okay, but seeing that everyone sort of expertly weaved your way down that disintegrating path. And now the, the cracking has kind of faded away, and all that you can hear is every once in a while that. As soon as we're down, I'm gonna take the, the yep. thing off, and kind of hearing that, If we fucking hate the mountains! No. To the Believe coast. Me. We're heading to the coast. <gasps> also terrible. <laughs> Our knowledge of this topography, ma'am, if we were to go up to. <sighs> if we climbed that left peak in E1. Can you bring it up once? Yeah, where, where'd we end up after all of that? Uh, yeah. the way. So you guys were like circling around this peak like in a spiral yeah. and you got to about here and then you kind of slid down here and you've ended up not in the middle there but like at the base here. So you're right there. Okay. So if we went directly east and climbed that peak. Like this one here. Could we then sled? Because the next most eastern this peak, one is As you look high. over to your right, that one, these ones are pretty, those are not high peaks, because these are okay. like the X peaks. That's like more like just a little hill that goes up and down. Even the next one after that eastern? A little bigger. Any of the ones that don't have a cross on them are not terribly uh, tall. They're just more like okay. little sort of, it's not tiny, but it's yeah. not like a true mountain. Can we, can we see where the giant is moving from here? Give me a perception check. Uh, like what direction? Uh, 14. As you sort of look in the direction and try to just locate the source of the vibrations and the sound. It doesn't seem like, given the description, that it's made a ton of progress. Definitely still coming from the east, sort of moving in a thatward direction. We head north, away from the giant, then move east. Fuck. Get out of the, the, this sort of rolling hill area towards, um, uh, Erlen's gonna figure the map out. Er, uh, towards, towards the top of E1. And then we can travel along flatter ground east, right. away from the giant. Is that where we're going? That's the best way to do it, yeah. Right. Okay. Put the, uh, which of these ones are you taking? You're trying to go between them or up around these, these little sort of uh, The things. arrow that you drew to the right is right. what I was saying. Right. Sort of trying to get towards that, because once you get into the top of E1, it looks like that it sort of hooks around above F1 as well. It looks yeah. like it's sort of flat ground. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty flat. I mean, everything up here is yeah. relatively to where you've been. So yeah, just trying to get to that part of E1 where it seems to flatten out. So with boards kind of tucked under your arms, moving through the snow, hearing the vibrations, and as you guys are moving quickly, it feels like you can definitely still feel and hear, but it's getting a little quieter the further you go. It seems like certainly whatever direction it's heading isn't coming like north toward you guys. Maybe it was moving across kind of east to west. And those vibrations become just a little bit fainter as the further that you move north. The storm, however, mm -hmm. is kicking up even more. And this sort of in 
congruence with what you've heard from and what you know about the mountains, the frost giants bring bad weather with them. It's sort of a, a storm follows them everywhere they go and in sort of like a wide radius that just swallows up the land around it. And it's hard to see more than, you know, 50 feet in front of you. You're sort of pushing past some of the trees. A couple times you duck under some trees that have a little more in the way of needles or branches that can just cover you from the wind and the snow a little bit better than it is right now. So you guys are marching. Sort of looking to Sephira and Graven. This is how you grew up, in the mountains. Not these mountains, mate. Not these. The storms this... get bad, but they come and go. <sighs> I'm with Ola. This is terrible. <laughs> Cold. I'd rather this than be back in that chamber again. I didn't sleep. I know. Sorry. You've got to keep moving. I've kind of got my my hand like on the back of Orba's neck, like making sure. She shudders at your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's warm. I think I have a glove on, don't I? It's covered in snow. <laughs> the inside of the glove's probably pretty warm. <laughs> Cold ice water yeah. drips down her back. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Keep eyes open for the blue plants. Okay. Blue plants. Blue plants. Okay. Like almost like Sephira has her hand on Orba, and you're, you guys are kind of almost like making a little chain there, sort of making sure that you don't lose each other. You could hear each other's boots. Yeah, kind of <laughs> boots squeaking through the snow. Give me a perception check. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. As you're moving further forward, further and further. The vibration's a little quieter, but still storm kicking up. And off to your right, like forward and off to your right a little bit, you see a bright spot that definitely isn't the sun. It's too sort of level, too too much on the sort of same vertical alignment yeah, that like you are. It's like noonish, right? Mm -hmm. Sun, yeah. <laughs> The so. sun is. Sun would be. <laughs> sun would be above. Someone looks at the spot and then looks directly at the sun. Survival plus. Don't even need a roll of nature check. The sun's above me. <laughs> <laughs> still there in the sky. I'm, I'm with you, Matt. And as you look off to your right, that bright spot, sort of looking through the snow, it's warm and it pulses. It's a warm light that kind of flickers a little bit. You get a little bit further forward. Do you see the magic? Is that magic? The warm light? What? What light? Looks like torch light. Can I take my spyglass out? And... You can. It's not helping much simply okay. because the visibility is limited by the, not by the distance, but by the, by the snow. It could be Praxis's no, I was going to say contact, friendly, but could it? No, it we're, not even, we, we're not even close to where she said she'd leave the horses. And at that moment, Do you think it's... Let's we, try it. We have to. We have to try. Erlen's gonna pull out a torch as well. I'm waving. Hey! Are you moving? Yeah, I'm gonna move towards closer. it. Get closer. Yeah. As you get a little closer and your visibility is starting to even light a torch in this weather? Um, it's not easy. Good and luck. It, 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 that thought strikes you, and as you get closer, you see that he's at the mouth of a cave of oh. some kind. So it's able to keep his torch lit, and he's kind of waving it there in the entrance Smoke of the cave. Smoke a cigarette in the rain. You see a man that's sort of <laughs> gaunt, sort of thin limbs and, and sort of a thin face, wearing a number of pelts kind of crisscrossing. He, he at first looks like a rather sort of built man, but as you get closer, he's just wearing a lot of layers. Like, he, first of all, he looks like a human man, not a Goliath. 
and he's waving this torch with two hands. He looks a little older. He looks, you know, maybe in his 50s, maybe even 60s. There's an older man here, and sort of with his, uh, has a thick kind of black mustache there on his face that a lot of the snow and frost has kind of collected in there. As we were approaching the sort of, once you see it to cave, as we're approaching, do we see any um, signs that uh, like Praxis showed us, sent signs? Uh, uh, he showed us. That yes, um, you do not see those. Yeah, that people would mark the that. Caves. So they would yeah. say like, "Oh, this is a safe cave. We've put basilisk gear around." You do like not that. see that. No. And as you get a little bit closer, and he can start to make out your features a little bit. Now he holds the torch in one hand. Go 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 okay. go go. Yeah. Takes a step back, and he motions to kind of inside. It looks like at the mouth of this cave, he's rigged up kind of a tarp that he can then tie down to the ground to keep the wind from like pushing all the way in. It's not perfect, like air is leaking in here. It's not warm by any stretch, but it keeps the force of the wind from kind of, and he sort of motions inside. Come on inside. And after you guys move in, he... Thank you, friend. Thank you. What are you doing out there in the storm? Oh, frost giant. Frost giant storm. <laughs> yeah. See, his kind I'd expect to be out there in this kind of weather. The rest of you seem more like warm weather folk. Bounty hunters. Yeah. Didn't inquire as to your occupation? No, we did. We just didn't think it would be this bad. Do you live out here? <laughs> no. I've, uh... I've actually been following the Frost Giant. Why would you do that? I come from a religious background. I fancy myself a scholar of sorts. And the Goliaths of the mountains have a kind of mysticism attached to these giants. It interested me enough to have a look for myself. You book writers risk your lives <laughs> for books. Not an author, young man. Just uh, looking for a little purpose in this world. And you found it in a frost giant? Maybe. No chance there's a fire or anything we could. You're welcome to kick one up if you want. I wasn't planning on staying here too long. I saw a couple of figures coming through the snow. Thought maybe you'd like to share this spot a while. Right, well, I'm right. Grateful to you for this. How long have you been here in the Sky Bowl? Probably three weeks at this point. And where do you camp? Where do you stay out of the storm? Wherever I can. These caves suit me just fine. I find that the Goliaths will excuse my stereotypical assertions, but they can be aggressive. They tend to leave an older man alone. What's your name, friend? Mr. Corbett. Mr. Chandler Corbett. They used to call me Curate Corbett before I left my house of worship down south. Where down south? I doubt you've heard of it. Try us. Little town called Hodnock. Have you heard of it? Uh, you have not. Is that near Urinchupa? It's a little further east of Urinchupa, but still along the coast, thereabouts. 
Wait, as a player, that actually does sound familiar. Yep. Does Orba recognize yeah. that? Uh, no. Oh! <laughs> Never mind. Oh. Yeah. So one of the towns you eliminated? Okay, it's just, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, used to be a faith leader there for a while. It was fulfilling to a point, but I always felt like something was missing, that I wasn't seeing the bigger picture. People that pray in Hard Knock, it's small scale. There's nothing wrong with that. Praying for health, praying for crops to grow. The people up here, they pray for sad things. They pray that they might just live another day. That's real prayer to me. Did you leave the house of worship on good terms? I'd like to think so. I can't see them speaking poor of me, but... Are you of the New Kelkian faith? Yeah. Sort of? I know about the New Kelkian faith and the gods therein. They suit me just fine. Like I said, there's, there's an awful lot of faith out there. I just want to find out which one suits me best. And do you think tailing a frost giant is going to help you in that endeavor? I think that the Goliaths myths, entire religions built around these giants, they must believe very strongly for something so dangerous to mean something to them like that. I'm hoping that I might be struck by inspiration, I suppose. Right. I've traveled to other places, too. It's not the only religion that I've sought out. And nothing else? Tickled your fancy? I stopped in Navikapura on my way north. Right. Visited a man named Donovan Ainsley. Sure. Okay. I couldn't tell if his faith inspired me or if I just liked having a conversation with another old man. What kind of inspiration exactly are you looking for? An answer as to the meaning of life, or uh, just reassurance that you're still alive? I don't understand why. Are you a religious woman? No, not really. I mean, I grew up with religion, I suppose, but I don't put much stock in it, I suppose. I'm not sure that. Uh... I'd be able to explain it to you then. Right, of course. I'm kind of turning around a little bit, roll my eyes. <laughs> I'm trying to warm myself up. I found myself a bit aimless in the recent past, and I know the feeling. It was Curate Teague who helped me. Did he? <laughs> Curate Teague. Was he there still when you left? Oh, yes. <laughs> does does it seem like he has positive or negative memories about you? Give me an insight. Oh, I've done this so long, baby. 
Natural oh my God. twenty. What the fuck? Definitely positive. Oh, yes. <laughs> I um, I sought out Curate Teague's help my own self when I was first feeling that my purpose was not fulfilled. It was actually he who encouraged me to travel a bit. I tried to get him to come with me, but he would not. He seems comfortable there. He does. The people of Hodnock respect him very much. I got that sense. You were down in Hodnock, you're all the way up here. Bounty hunting bring you across the continent. Oh, it does lend itself to traveling as far as, you know, business. You do have to sort of go where the contracts are, right? I suppose. This was a, you know, rather hefty contract, so. You say so? He, he taught me to clear my mind in a way, hmm. to focus on what was innate, what was already there. I'm trying to imagine what you're doing out here is, is danger, is life-threatening situations something that you think will find, help you find a thread? Give me a persuasion check. <gasps> no. That was a persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eleven. Sort of opens his mouth to say something. I'm not sure what I'm looking for. Have you ever considered that people tend to pass stories down about the things that scare them the most? Like frost giants. Absolutely. And that's worth traveling around the content for continent for? Stories? Scary stories? People trying to make sense of scary things? People trying to make sense of things is why anybody does anything. He's trying to make sense of things a little differently than you. Sure. You pray often, then? I do. You get answers? In my own way. Why do people say, what does that mean? I think it means that when you feel inspired or feel that something has touched you in a religious manner, it's difficult to explain because you're not sure if everyone's feeling that or if it's just you. I suppose I could get that listening to nice music and drinking a mug of ale. I mean, I, if that works for you, it does. I encourage you. Works to do better for me than prayer. The, the times that I've prayed, times when I've been close to dying, people I love have been close to dying. The gods have mysteriously been absent. You not had that same experience man of your age? I suppose my question would be, do you find yourself only praying when your friends are dying? What am I supposed to do? Hi, gods. Good morning. How's your morning going? Mine's fine. I had a nice bit of coffee. And what, 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 what is the relationship supposed to look like? The mortal makes the divine. I don't... Look, I find just enough meaning in this conversation 
between the five of us, as I do with a conversation with someone who doesn't like to respond, kind of looking up angrily at the sky. Do you ever find yourself praying to gods outside of the Nukelkian circle? Sure. More. I like to think I've tried a little bit of everything. What about the meddling gods? The meddling gods are interesting, but I find that both in my experience and from what I've been told, they're unlikely to respond to someone who rooted their faith elsewhere for the most part of their lives. Do you know the story of Demoset? Yes. Walked into the sea. That's a good story if you haven't heard it and you like stories. After combining the powers of all of them and rooting their power to this world in a couple of places, do you know this part of the story? Not in so many words, but yes, I, I know the part where he asked for the power of the gods and they struck a bargain. But afterwards, after his task was done, but before he walked into the sea. No, but I'd like to hear. Well, as I understand it, two very important places were sanctified in a way, giving these gods the ability to influence our world more. One, near Nolan's woods or in it, and the other, I'm trying to find out. If I find my way out of these mountains safely, that sounds like somewhere I'd like to look into. So it was this Demoset that gave the meddling gods the power in the first place? You heard the song, didn't you? <sighs> I wasn't listening to the lyrics. Don't right. you think? I was listening, the lyre play was quite good. I wasn't listening to the lyrics. <laughs> oh Fine. You seem to me like a, a man who has bored these two with a few stories of God. Not so much bored. You're not angered. You don't think they bear some responsibility for the chaos here. You're a man who's seen a lot of suffering, seen a lot of people pray, a lot of prayers not answered. Some of them your own, some of them others. They created this world and supposedly then were responsible? Do you think you're deserving of their intervention? I think I shouldn't have to ask. <laughs> An interesting position to take. I suppose. I've been a soldier for a long time. I've watched a lot of people die, a lot of people who didn't deserve it, a lot of people who prayed every day, not just when they the needed God, it. The gods don't make decisions for us. But they were supposed to make this world in their image, no? Have you ever seen a prayer been answered? Yes, I have. So you know it can be done? Yes. So I, I suppose the question is not, do they respond to your prayers or not? But why do they respond to certain ones and not others? <sighs> I know the answer in the cases I've seen, at least. Safira, I... While you were unconscious, 
Prayers were made in that room. Prayers that if they were not answered... I believe it. At least you and maybe more of us would not be here. To which gods, Goliath? As many as I could reach out to. And they all helped? Ah. Oh. Um, right. On our way down the mountain, uh, I, I think something happened to my long slide. How big is this cave? Um, like a, it's like almost like a bear cave. It's not tiny, but could like we get out of like have a private conversation while they had a private conversation? If both parties talked very quietly, <laughs> like it's not <laughs> that much distance. You mind if we just sneak over there? <laughs> like, if two, like if people were whispering here and they were on the other side, like, sure. I mean, it's, I don't know, probably about as big as this area. Ah, so if someone was there. Cool. Cool. <laughs> like but, New York apartment? Yeah. The, you know, the sound <laughs> of the wind. The cave also costs $3,500 a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that doesn't include utilities. Mm. <laughs> That's why it hasn't left. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> 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 I almost own this place out. <laughs> oh, never mind. I take it fucking back if I can't get them out of your shot of stuff. Who's them? You're never gonna find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of us for me in a world. And uh, your prayers—they were answered. One for free. It's usually not for free. Yeah, it usually isn't. <laughs> I found myself in a more interesting company than I expected in these hills. Yeah, well, us too. Sorry, it's not you I have a problem with. It's, it's been a bad day. That's all right. <clears throat> I was a curate that wasn't an uncommon sentiment. I'm sure. It must be frustrating. How'd it make you feel? What? How'd it make you feel? Sorry. When your prayer was answered. Well, in that moment, I would say relief. Now? I don't know. Found that uh, deeply religious people People that others would look at them and say, look at them, purity of faith. I wish I had that, I wish I, I believed as purely, I wish I had never doubt in my mind. Turns out that those people are actually the people who struggle with it the most, with the faith. They wrestle with it every day. Sometimes that deepens their faith. Sometimes it does the opposite. I left Hard Knock in the house of worship there, looking for something. And I think the only thing I've learned is that if you're not going to devote yourself fully, or if you can't, which is hard, you have to channel that somewhere else, channel that energy, that faith into something else. Or if you don't, all that energy just 
gives you doubts, gives you pause, you eat away at yourself. Channel that, you channel that energy into a purpose, maybe. Or maybe just into the physical. Some people, uh, they train themselves religiously. They say that, I train myself religiously. Funnel all that energy that would go towards worshiping the gods into the body. Some of them find um, a cause that they believe in, a justice, impoverished. If you're in the cities or people who are lost, looking for a home. If you had to channel your energies, where would you do it? Purpose? body, the world around us, what speaks to you? I have found purpose in protecting those around me. And if you, uh, if you needed to protect those around you, would you trust your physical form, which is it's formidable. Or would you look for something of the arcane or something righteous? Righteousness can be in the eye of the beholder, but yes, I think I have a sense of what is truly righteous now. Let that guide you. Stop doubting your faith. Accept the level of faith that you do have. And whatever faith you don't, put that into purpose. Let something guide you. I don't think any God's gonna hold that against you. I knew another driven person from Hodnock. Her name was Freya. Do you have a last name? <clears throat> I think there was a couple phrases when I was not <laughs> knock. Well, like I said, you're welcome to occupy the cave long as you need. It's not mine. I'm probably gonna sit for a little longer, see if the storm passes a bit. And then I'll tail the frost giant here across the sky bowl. Frost giant was moving northwest last we saw. I got a good look of it from a distance before I came down here. Thank you. Be careful, I'm sure you know this, but the area around the frost giant tends to collapse. And the Jotus roll. Yes, that too. We have plenty of rations if you're running low. Got some. Thank you. You sure there's nothing we can do? You pulled us out of a pretty nasty storm. Mm. I'm all right. Well, we should sleep. Here, right, grateful. Cheers. Should we? Go ahead? If we can sleep here, that would be. Do you think it's all right? I don't know. Warbo's up to you. If we don't think that the the giant is headed in this direction. 
We'd have to be pretty secure in that. It's your choice. How long will you stay here? I'll probably be gone by the time you wake up. Or if we um, at least wait it out here and then sleep at the more regular schedule, we did kind of an odd well, I'm thing. hardly worried about the schedule, but yeah. Right. Well, he also right. should right. get the full rest, so we should... I can't do that back. until later tonight. Exactly. So nice. perhaps just temporarily we... sit here and wait out the storm. I suppose. Does it take a full vial of, um... Fucking, what is it? Basilisk urine? Basilisk urine? I was going to say banshee fist. Basilisk <laughs> urine? Does it take a full uh, thing of basilisk urine to coat a cave? Depends on how thoroughly you wish to coat And that just keeps, like, animals at bay, right? Yeah, it would keep animals that are afraid of basilisks away. <laughs> which is a hefty yes, fist. We, all, I mean, we all have that or just me? No, it was just one just jar that he gave. Yeah. And did, uh, I'm trying to remember, did we get a sense that there was going to be, if we... Are we spending another night? We're not definitely, definitely not spending another night in the sky hole, but we are going to be spending another night. Oh, in the, what? In the, the sky hole? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my sky hole. Whole sky hole. <laughs> Sorry, in the, what's it? The sky, sky bowl. bowl. Sky bowl. I thought it was the sky bowl. If you bowl. Sky bowl. If we're, we're not spending another night in the <laughs> sky with bowl. With Grava and Orban. <laughs> Listen, we've been Gorban. Finding a cool light walker for all of 2023. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to spend another night in the Sky Bowl, but we will likely be spending more nights in caves en route to... Um, Maybe one or two more rests in the Ropra Mountains before you right. reach, okay. yeah, before you reach uh, Golasheka, the trading Yeah, place. yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'll leave you to it then. And as he's kind of walking by, places a hand on Graven's shoulder... Your purpose or the physical. Pick one. Takes his hand. As as is he la- has he left this guy? I mean, he's in, in the, the corner. He yeah. went over to a wall. <laughs> I thought he was leaving. <laughs> I thought he was gonna rest here for yeah. until the storm. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. He T-poses in the corner. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Graven takes a, finds another opposite corner and just kind of and sits down as well. Did the Goliath pray to who I think he prayed to to save our lives? that. Could I hear it, or was that in your brain though? It wasn't in my brain. I mean, it... Because it was quiet in the... In the it actual... was pretty desperate. I, I think you heard it. If he said it out loud almost at all, yeah. then you heard it, yes. And I can hear you right now. I know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not near me to look so <laughs> made a pretty hefty sacrifice, guys. Oh, shit. So, I don't know, maybe just be nice to him for a little bit. What does that mean for us? Does that mean we're beholden to... No. It means everything for him, though. So just... Took it to Gladys. Sorry. Give him some time. He's the reason we're all here. Still. 
Him and you don't forget. <laughs> no. Craven. You're determined not to take any of the credit, but if you're gonna lead this party, then you need to. I understand that, but I'm also aware of the turning points of the evening we just experienced. Oh, I know. There were many. Morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there were many. And I'm not saying you didn't make a great sacrifice. But you were the last one standing. And that does count for something. If it matters, the sacrifices that we all made, they all matter. Maybe his more than others. Do you know what that means? Your physical form or your purpose? What? What is that? Is that actionable? I mean... so, but that doesn't sound like a... Can we help him with that, is what I'm saying? Sure. We all have things we devote our life to, Sephira. Oh, yeah. I know, I'm just saying, if we can be of assistance, considering the fact that he did just sacrifice something to save our lives, then I would like to do that, no? Yes. So, I don't know what that means, but here to help you. Kind of, I, I don't know, he, he seems like he's far away, so I'm just kind of saying mm. that, like, to see if he even absorbs it. I mean, you know he can hear you, but yeah. he doesn't yeah. sort of react immediately. Yeah. Far away. Shit. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> we should talk, not now, but at some point in the near future, considering we don't Die in the storm. We're not going to die in the storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No. So we should talk tactically about how we approach this, how we could maybe do it better. Something like this were to happen again. Obviously, there were things we couldn't prepare for, but we should have a chat about how the fuck this went so fucking wrong. Not that it was our fault, but we can learn something from it. I would hope. Yes, perhaps once we have an actual pillow under our heads. Not now. And we not can now. smell the ocean again. Well, I'm not frozen. I don't think I'll ever be able to feel my toes again. And I'm pretty sure I shat myself a bit there at the end. So, I'm not comfortable. You, you're not either, but... I'm going to turn the attention over to Graven here for a moment, sort of against the wall of the cave, just... I'm, like, feeling... feeling the heaviness of my... It's under my shirt mm -hmm. at the moment, but just feeling how that necklace sits on my neck and feeling where it used to be in my hand and concentrating on each time that I've used to heal, whether it was... <laughs> to fix a broken ankle or to literally bring somebody back from the brink of death, just that. What piece of that energy came straight from the relic and what piece of it came from either my, like, my mind or my chest to, like, put that energy out? And really trying to live in that 
moment of healing. Someone. And with those thoughts swirling through Graven's head, that's where we're gonna end. Oh! Oh! I thought for sure we were gonna hear from Kuzmi. Multi-class I baby. For sure. A little yeah. multi-class baby. Thank you all so much for taking us. There was some slow it downs and speed it ups in this episode of all things. Guys have reached a point of relative safety here in the Rop Room. Oh baby. Away from the chamber of the Cold Light Walker and having gotten out of the sort of danger zone of the Frost giant passing through. Oh boy, that was a danger zone. <laughs> the next time that we pick up with the party, I mentioned that this was going to happen. We're gonna fast forward in time a little. Oh, the next what? time we pick up with the party, we're gonna be out of the Ropra Mountains. No. There's gonna be a couple days of sort of unimpeded travel that sort of happen here, whereas you guys oh, never don't kind of run it's into true. any danger and or level seven. <laughs> And you make your way to uh, Golasheka and beyond oh that. So Holy shit! Wait, what? There's gonna be a little hop. Golasheka, are you gonna tell us where you're gonna tell us where you're gonna tell us where we're gonna tell you. A couple Stupid. of notes on that. Stupid. Anthony will not be with us next week. Oh, yeah. Both Sorry. he will be and Graven will be finding themselves oh, um, on a journey. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk a little bit about why Graven sort of peels off from the party briefly during oh, that no. time. <laughs> Why do you? Why do you? And uh, we will see yeah, Graven what? when he rejoins. In addition to that, we have a guest for next week. Oh! Uh, we're, we're very, very excited. It's a guest. It's another friend of ours that. A new guest. Yes, a new yes. new guest. Um, and can't wait. I've been dying to have him on the show, and we haven't really found a day that works. But uh, finally, we have a day that works. So it's going to be next Yay! week. Um, Tell so, him I said, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully he'll come back and you'll be able to meet him. But, it's going to be uh, Shmaven. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, he's it's just playing he, you. He turns around from the wall and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Graven's alter ego. Um, yeah, so we have a great guest next week, so stay tuned to check out the guest stuff. So yeah, we're going to leap forward a little bit. There's going to be more yes. details on that, awesome. both with the sort of introduction next week, but also I'm obviously going to be speaking to the players about where they're going to be starting that. Oh. Oh so we mentioned this was coming. This is the first time that we're sort of oh. leaping forward. There's going to be a couple of what definitely would have been rests between them, so things like yeah. the Curse of the Ebb Woods oh, will yeah. wear off. Oh. Can I hit long um, rest? Um, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, you're going to, but we'll, we'll get to the the more details. Oh my god, a jumping time, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. It's not a long one, but a, a little bit. Man, I really wanted to just message Cliff to be like, What the, the fuck? What the heck? Hey, hey, dude, my guy, what, what the fuck that? just happened? What's that about? I don't think you have a spell slot to do so. I don't have it, he does. Oh, oh yes. Uh, I do have a spell slot, he doesn't have a spell slot. He doesn't have a spell slot. I really want that Flip descending to be My guy, what the <laughs> fuck was that? And he's like, Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Use all of sending just to be like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> no, you hang up. Um, thank you guys so, so hey, much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this roller coaster episode. Oh, um, yeah. Little downtime at the beginning, then a little Marcus throw, throwing a wrench in the thing. Oh, Can't Marcus. believe you didn't let us long rest Poor in there. Oh my God. <laughs> he was like, you guys are getting the fuck out of this. I mean, uh, it was a little crazy to stay in that room. We Yeah. Yeah. No, we had no yeah. like the brink of death. And the last time that we tried to long really... rest, Matt was like, oh, it's too cold. 
The room was falling mm. apart there. I don't care. Kevin Tree gave out a community sub. Jack Rowe Power gave out 10 community subs. Ali Slater did 100 bits. Jack Rowe Power did 200 bits. Hope the Optimus gave out a community sub. Ali Slater did 100 bits. Jeff Power 100 bits. Jack Rowe Power 200 bits. Ali Slater 100 bits. Bingo! Seriously, seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. We'll be back same week, same time, with a guest, with a fresh face. And then the following week, Graven will return and we'll learn a little bit about uh, about what Graven's up to. You know what I almost did is I almost like chokeholded that guy up against the wall at one point. What? It was, yeah. When he was fucking faffing at one. <laughs> before Wait, I, I no no before I kind of caught on what was going on, I was gonna be like, "Before you fucking send you, you fucking bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, last time you fucking grabbed someone, it was like ep- chapter like one, and it was Winston Muldoon, and he was a thorn in her ass. That was not the last time Grave yeah, like, like randomly, like randomly grabbed someone. No, it's I don't know. I mean, I've he helped. grabbed Fuck. and let Bizarra kill that it's guy with the crossbow in Navika. Oh yeah, no, you straight oh up God. did a murder. I, I forgot about that. Murder. All right, all right, I didn't <laughs> do it this time. I held back. But I really thought about it. Oh believe that. Thank you guys for coming on this ride with us. Yes. We'll see you next week at the same time. Cool. Hang out in the Discord. Yes. Check stuff out. Uh, if anyone came yeah. in late, the new homebrew, oh, Curios of the Continent, tons of items from the campaign. Yeah. So many items from all the <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Um, and we will see you guys then. Oh, Have a wonderful week, everybody. Nice. Have a great night. Oh. Love you guys. Yes. Oh, One point. It was fine. It was fine. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on the podcast app of your choice. Cheers for that. Until next time, as the Ackley Elves would say, your presence is a gift. 